Hello everyone, this is JPL, and today I'm joined with... Christopher! Yes, and we are a podcast, podcast name in brackets. brackets. Anyway, how are you doing today, Christopher? I'm doing fine. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to add to that. that. Yeah, that's just perfect, you know. Fine. Yeah, maybe that's eventually I'll be tired, you know. But right yeah. now I'm not that tired. Yeah, depends how riveting our discussion will be, John. So, riveting. so there, there's pressure for you right there. There's pressure. Oh my there's... gosh, I feel the pressure. <laughs> there has not been a whole lot of exciting stuff happening. We're still going on with the writer's strike, and so there's mm. really no movie news except yeah. delays. Delays. That's all uh, we've been hearing. What, delays. A big recent delay was Dune Part Two. Wow. Which was crazy because IMAX was like, they have IMAX exclusivity for five to six weeks. There's no way they're going to delay it. And they did. So honestly, I think more and more as we see as time goes on, Warner Brothers just continues to make really stupid decisions. I cannot believe how stupid Warner Brothers is. Again, hearing about like hearing you and my roommate talk about like how Warner Brothers has handled DC and just other decisions and like. Yeah, Warner Brothers just continues to show itself to be really stupid. And also, Disney's not making a lot of good decisions as well. Right. We just... Uh, there's so many stupid people, man. It's well, insane. Disney has so far made one good decision. What is that one good decision? Uh, we were talking about this the last time. And practically the day oh after the same God. day... It was the day after. It was the day after they announced that, like, okay... We're getting uh, Blu-ray 4K DVD releases of The Mandalorian Seasons 1 and 2, Loki, and WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And rumors I was just, on the street that Falcon Winter Soldier is not far behind. I, I'm, I'm happy for that, honestly. Me too. Like, it's a good sign. It's a good sign. Uh, it's not DVD, which is like, oh, it's kind of lame. But, but you know what? I'll say there there needs to be a push as time goes on for there to be, you know, p- to push people into Blu-ray. You know what I mean? But also, uh, word on the street is that these will also be getting standard releases outside of Steelbook. Um, again, that may not be true. But if that is true, then maybe DVD will be alongside that. So it's possible it just hasn't been mm-hmm. announced or released yet. So I'm excited for this. You know, I've been saying for so long how I've been wanting to get my Star Wars stuff on physical media. Mm-hmm. And so at least we're getting Mandalorian. Now we yeah. just need that dang Clone Wars. Right. To but come also back. now it's very possible at this point. Very possible. They yeah. need to re-release the entire show on physical media because it's been so long yeah and you can't buy Um, it so i have a question though between wandavision and falcon loki um which now they are releasing on two separate dates i think like two months apart from each other if i remember correctly but which one are you more likely to buy first wandavision Mm -hmm. I, i feel the same way yeah like at first, I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe Loki. But then I'm like, honestly, Loki, 
I don't really care a whole lot about Loki. I don't really care about season two coming up. Like, as soon as Ahsoka ends, I'm canceling my subscription. Mm. Um, and I know that Loki comes out the same week or the week after. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just like, I'm not for that, you know? That's fine. You don't have to. I don't need to. Nothing that I saw from the trailer or from the images just looks interesting. It it's does. Just, yeah. I'm just, I don't care. Yeah. I'll watch yeah. it months later when the next Star Wars thing comes out. Mm-hmm. Which, do you have any idea what the next Star Wars thing is? So, it's supposed, apparently it was supposed to be a show called Skeleton Crew, which is right. the Stranger Things in Space. Um, I don't know anything about what's going on with that behind the scenes. Um, the Acolyte is another show. However, I, I hear that's been having some problems. So, who knows at this point mm-hmm. what's coming? Yeah. Um, trying to think. Oh, uh, so speaking on a similar topic, um, Daredevil has been removed from a release schedule, so there's no release date in sight for Daredevil. There were a few of Ironheart was another thing released off the schedule, but there were a few other uh, shifts uh, as well. But yeah, so Daredevil, especially considering. Like, they were planning to shoot Daredevil from February to December. So mm-hmm. they still have a show to shoot, if not more. But, yeah, there's a whole lot of show to shoot. They probably have filmed more of the other shows that weren't indefinitely on hold. So, Well, well I mean, Ironheart is actually a show that's reportedly been done, but is off really schedule for who knows why. Echo is a show that exists, apparently. I keep forgetting. That's a show that's also delayed for January. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so from November to January. Man, 2024 yeah, is either going to be really exciting or really disappointing. Well, also, 2024 is really stuffed right now. Like, already <laughs> March is insane. And, like, so it just gives more away this Oscars for, like, you know, Oppenheimer, Barbie, maybe the creator, you know, because there's no Dune and other things. You know what I mean? It's insane. Mm-hmm. Barbie's definitely not going to win Best Picture. <laughs> Who knows, man? You, I, you Like, it. anything can happen. You know what I mean? I mean, the Oscars, just, they're, they never choose the right film. Right. I'll say for, uh, I do hope Oppenheimer will win something big. Something. Something. Yeah, I want Nolan to get something. I mean, he has some stuff, but... But he needs more. <laughs> he needs more. I agree. Yeah. So, um, yeah, another thing that we've been doing, again, like we've been going through the Christopher Nolan films on our Binging Barbie podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished with The Dark Knight, and we're going to be getting into the, pre- uh, the Prestige soon. Which I still need to see. Yeah. So, that's been fun and exciting. Oh, yeah. So, I guess you have to get a copy of The Prestige, right? It's on MGM Plus. Which ah. is a new thing. 
I just I just got the free trial. I'll watch okay. it there. What I don't understand is that Amazon owns MGM. Oh, okay. Yeah, why don't you just merge it into Prime? The Prestige is really interesting because it's not really this it's not really streaming in anywhere big, but also it's Blu-ray and DVD releases haven't been updated since it first came out. But there still is a 4K. Yeah, that's right. the only update it has, but like I don't yeah, have 4K. That's true. It's Man, it's okay. Uh, this past week I've been really thinking about 4K a lot. And I keep looking at stuff and it's just so expensive. It is. It's too expensive. It's too expensive. Yeah, I was hesitant to get Blu-ray at first because of that was expensive. But like now it's like eh, it costs it's the same cheap. As, it costs the same yeah. as DVDs now. Um mm-hmm. so it's like I might as well do Blu-ray. Um, so this is the dilemma I'm up against if and when I get WandaVision. Do I buy the 4K cuz I don't want to, you know, repurchase you know, get the Blu-ray then get the 4K, you know what I mean? Or, or what I just said. What do or, I do? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, me, do I, I, I think I'm not so sure on, like, is it a separate Blu-ray and 4K release? Or, At okay. least a steelbook, and so I would expect that if the standards come out, then it would probably be the same thing, too. But yeah, yeah. steelbook, it, it is one or the other. Yeah, I'm, I'm going for Blu-ray. I don't know because yeah. I truly think that one day I'll really want to up, I'll upgrade to 4K, and I don't want to repurchase my collection. You know what I mean? It it's gonna take me a really long time before I even get to 4K. Because mm-hmm. right now, like I'm on Blu-ray, but right. I'm still also on DVD. So mm-hmm. I think also thinking about it. Like, especially kind of since I've been, like, collecting Marvel Steelbooks, then if they are a limited pressing, then Steelbooks are just going to be darn expensive in the future. So I might as well just get them. You know what I mean? I'm probably, I'm still probably going to be getting Disney Plus to, like, see new Marvel shows so I can still access them. But then once I have 4K, then I own the stuff and then I'm like, yay. I don't know. We were giving Disney so much trash over we were. releasing a different cover steel book without the DVD. And it's like, what the heck is right. that? When it's like, oh, okay. So they were planning something. They that were. info just got released too early. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> so. apparently it's through like a different vendor or something that Disney claims they weren't even aware of or something like that. So who knows what the real truth behind that is? I don't know. It still but, is fun to crap on like that. Like, come on, crap on that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah. It's goofy. Yeah. No. I, I saw a video um, that was, like, re- uh, just viewing the whole No Way Home just leaks. And, like, they came to the conclusions, like, okay. So there was very likely studio leaking some stuff on purpose to get hype. Mm-hmm. Specifically the one with Garfield holding the the video footage to that <laughs> because one that was a high quality video two mm. there was no watermark mm. 
and like it wasn't taken down immediately. Mm. So <laughs> ironic? No, no, that that actually tracks because it was taken down immediately, and the studio wouldn't like that. Yeah, the small one was also like uh, on like a, a night a late night show on the Tonight Show. Like they asked Garfield about the footage, mm-hmm. which. If it was a leak, they would not be allowed to. But this was mm. approved, so mm. that's so interesting. It's 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 interesting marketing. It uh, is, but also it worked. Like yeah. it was almost a two billion dollar picture. Like it worked. I don't blame them really. I, I think like you look at it at this point. But the thing is, I think I don't know. How similar marketing has been since then, but it's, I mean, Doctor Strange 2 was the closest to it working, but it didn't work for the Flash. I don't know other things it could compare to, but, you know, we'll yeah. see. It could work for Deadpool. Could work for Deadpool. Oh, I, th- I think it could. Yeah. Like, we have that photo of Wolverine and Deadpool. Like, that's really right. just awesome. Not to mention... They posted it. Right. So, yeah. There have been, like, studios, like, sneakily doing things because they know things will get leaked. So, like, they'll try to <laughs> trick trick people. Like, mm-hmm. there's a scene in The Batman where when they filmed it, they had the Catwoman actress there to make people who saw leaks be like, oh, she must be doing this but when you watch the film she's not in the scene at all oh interesting so they they do sneaky stuff like that sometimes like i I know star wars Mm -hmm. like the names in the scripts are like completely off like they'll have fake names for things and it's just hilarious Mm. like they'll they'll even go so far as to make concept art using these Mm. fake names it's just, mm. it's amazing. I love it. That's really interesting. I think especially we're at a point, especially with Marvel stuff, where they acknowledge that things are going to be leaked, so they just kind of play along with it. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that, I guess that really makes sense. Like, they it's know so that Tom Holland would just say stuff, so <laughs> they'll let him. Yeah. Let's see. All right. Let's talk about the best MCU show in existence. Secret Invasion. Okay, yeah. I finished it. You finished it. Um, that was something. That was something. I, it, I don't know what it became. Yeah. No, it just went so downhill... I cared very little for any of the characters. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even care for Fury. Like, that's just mm-hmm. so... That's how bad they botched the character. There was mm-hmm. only one likable character in the show. That's um, ben Mendelsohn. I mean, there's him, but there's the, the lady spy. The British lady spy. Who really should have been Fury. Mm. With, like, how... Yeah cutthroat she is about things it's like what 
Mm-hmm. She's fun. She's cool. But honestly, that's how Fury used to operate. And I'm right. so disappointed that he's so lame and weak. He's like, you have the guy with the gun. Shoot him. Shoot him, mm-hmm. Fury. Why aren't you shooting him? The truth will be revealed. Shoot Rhodey. <laughs> that Rhodey plot twist, too. It's not even a plot twist. Like, they didn't even try to hide. Nope. Like, Secret Invasion, the whole point of it was, like, to make you just think about who is who. You don't trust any of the characters when you're reading the comics. Here, like, there, there's none of that mystery at all. Nope. Like, you, you immediately know who's a scroll and who's not. Mm-hmm. It's so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, a thriller, it is not. Like, the, mm-hmm. the opening couple scenes were like, okay. But then the rest is like, oh, okay. Now it's nothing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so baffling. Yep. <laughs> and then we get this stay, gosh darn super scroll. <laughs> yep. Which is, uh, yeah. see, I don't like it because the super scroll... Isn't that powerful? Like, <laughs> their only powers are just the powers of the Fantastic Four. That was the main purpose the Super Scrooge exists is to combat them. Mm-hmm. So just to have every Avenger is just like, oh. Like, that's not who I wanted the Super Scroll to see. Also, mm-hmm. why did that one guy die when they have healing powers? Mm-hmm. Plus, it just looks so dumb. Mm-hmm. I, I love I love your input on this. You're, I have you're no so idea what this. Sh- I have no idea what this show is, man. I've just. I'm, I feel bad for you. Uh, like, I think compared to a lot of people, I'm not taking it as hard. I think there are people who are taking it harder, specifically comic nerds. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yes. But, like, I don't know what the show was. I'm like, okay, when it started, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And then a couple episodes in, I'm like, okay, it could pick up. And somehow it just... <sighs> Again, like, only Rhodey being a scroll, basically. Like, that. that's like child's play child's play and then it really feels like they didn't think through the roadie thing mm-hmm. like reportedly reportedly uh f- um what's that feige told Cheadle about this years ago reportedly so reportedly this has been in the works or whatever and and Cheadle's been aware of this but Execution does not. I don't know. In writing, it just doesn't seem like it's there. It just doesn't seem to make sense. Mm-hmm. And it it only compounds my feelings about the upcoming Armor Wars. Right. Because I I think it like now with Secret Invasion, it does open up some very interesting questions. What they could approach Armor Wars, right? But also, sure. it does. I don't understand what they're going to do with Armor Wars now. 
Like, because also, they could very much barely acknowledge the scroll thing and just kind of continue on as if it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just focus on the adventure that has to be had in that movie. And I'm like, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, I, mm, the ending teased a much better show than what we got. You know what's so weird is that that scene when um, Amelia, is it Amelia Carr? Yeah. Um, when she walks in that room and sees all those bodies, basically, that scene was teased in the trailer. And somehow... That was the last scene of the show, basically. I'm yeah. like, how do you tease the your next storyline in the trailer? That is nutty. That is nonsense. That is stupid. Mm-hmm. And then the Marvels is like, okay, are they going to undo that? Because apparently there's peace with the other guys. I don't know. I don't know. I just really I I just blame Disney Plus, man. I I mean, yeah, I know maybe these still could have been botched in movie form, but I really blame Disney Plus. Disney Plus just ruined it all. I just And it's like they didn't even read the original comics. No, they were encouraged not to. Ah, I hate if that. If not told not to. Because it's going to, quote, be nothing like the comics. That, that's just bad. Mm-hmm. That's bad business. Mm-hmm. Like, like all literally the... used a name for profit. Like, it right. could have been named something else. But no. Let's capitalize on a popular name. I mean, I look at all the Batman movies, and, like, they, at least, they take inspiration from many comics. And, like, they don't follow the story exactly, but they take the themes from those stories. Here, it's, like, just the title and nothing else. I will say, I do sometimes get upset at comic nerds about complaining, you know, things not being comic accurate, and I respond back where i'm like well provided it's a good story it's okay however i do change my tone a little bit as related to secret invasion because uh from what i understand it's a big thing as related to the comics that is not easily summed up in six episodes and then even excluding that even no 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 so but uh, so that's one point and then the other point is the fact that they literally just use the name for profit to do. Uh, I want to use a certain word. Uh, dumb stuff. No. Uh, a fatherless rendition of the comic book series. And it's just. <sighs> I was like. So, yeah, I, again, like, I think Guardians is a good example where if. Like, Rocket Raccoon is not a main player in the comics at all, from what I've heard. You know what I mean? 
mm-hmm. and and James Gunn transformed him to be the main character of this recent movie, and it's incredibly well done. And who cares about comic book accuracy? This is an incredible story. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And so you have this where not only you have a terrible story, but um, I I, I keep stumbling over ideas. I don't know. Anyways, story's not well executed, and also you you ruined the name of the series for something inferior. It's just really like if you're gonna. I I think what I'm kind of trying to say is I think this is one of the exceptions where I would kind of agree with the comic book nerds that this name should have never been used for something that isn't as grand as it it is in the comics mm-hmm. um, because this is something more than just a name this is a whole dealio it's a whole saga um, yeah I don't know man this I don't know I just I watched the thing I watch the show. I think I'm more angry in retrospect, but like watching it, I'm just like I'm confused and I don't care. And and it and again, at the end of the show, they tease what's next. I'm like I don't care. You were supposed to give me this whole story in this show. Mm-hmm. Like the show does not feel complete. You like I understand. Stand a basic concept of having a season, and you have more stories in the next season. I I get that idea, right? But like, we didn't solve much in this show. No, no. Nick Fury comes down, then he goes back up. Guy gets superpowers. Uh, the 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 scroll invasion is shut down. People hate scrolls now, which will lead into the mania uh, in future Marvel shows, which did it have to be set up this way? I don't know. This is how they chose to set it up. And then, but now we have to deal with the math, you know, scrolls that taking so many people under or whatever. I don't know. Was that probably just should have been tackled in the show, not a second season or something. I don't know. People are not going to watch a second season of this. No. I mean, they weren't even watching the show. Right. And then, plus, your second season's not going to have Nick Fury. <laughs> like, I'd be shocked if he is in the second season. I, I Like, again, I'm not saying this is getting a second season. I just don't know how else they continue the story. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the media continues in future MCU projects. I hear... Uh, I, I think the idea is this mania is will feed into whenever the X-Men come into the MCU. Um, so it's it's interesting how it starts this way. Whatever. I don't know, man. What is the MCU at this point? Like, I think this was... This is the most I've come to a breaking point with the MCU. Mm. I think I've been very tolerable about so many things recently. And and I come to this and I don't even know what this show is. <laughs> we I'm, all have our breaking points at some point. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still very much planning to watch the Marvels in theaters. You know what I mean? 
Okay. I'm still there enough to keep watching things, but I've finally hit a point where I'm like, I don't think they know what they're doing anymore. I've been gracious enough these past two years, and I finally hit the point where I'm like, okay, they've lost their marbles. Now, I think there is a potential point of return because we're still kind of in the middle of the gunk of, you know, them creating too many shows and not being fully developed. And I very much do think that they can fix their mess by the end of phase five, if not phase six. I think I that's mean, they're going to have to. Like, Iger's I, cracking down on them. Uh, that's, that's what I'm hearing, too. So I believe it will happen. But what really sucks is that future generations have to deal with this crap. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, this is what's really upsetting is that there's so much emphasis on the now and today, the Twitter trending, the money, box office money right now. But what happens in 50 years when you as a parent are going to be like, well, watch the Infinity Saga. I want to watch more. You don't want to watch more. It sucks after that. You know what I mean? Like, that's not the legacy you want to leave behind. I mean, that's how some parents were with the Star Wars films. They didn't want the kids to watch the prequels. Yep. And then now the tune is changing, and it's the sequels. Like, <laughs> and then now, again, in 50 years, Star like, I was overwhelmed getting into Star Wars. Imagine in 50 years oh, yeah. how difficult it's going to be to get into Star Wars. At least the MCU is a little more streamlined, but the MCU is going to have more content than Star Wars. Mm. Like yeah. this, uh, I don't know. We I, we might have talked about this before. I look at Star Trek. I I'm like, oh my god, that's a lot of content. I don't want to get into it. It is a lot of content. Um, like I'm only on the second show of Star Trek, and it's like there's still so much content, and they keep making more content. Mm-hmm. They keep making more content. Man, I swear, like, we can talk about movies in a bit, but, like, last night I watched The Lighthouse. It's just a one-off movie. And you know how great it was to start one movie and to be done with it? Mm -hmm. It felt amazing. Not to mention it was a great movie. But I'm like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, they're, like... There are shows like South Park that will go on for a long time, or The Simpsons, and not everyone's going to watch it all. And some, some people will watch it all like I did with South Park, and some people won't care at all. Some people will only watch clips or certain episodes. Like, that's the case. That's fine. But, like, I'm not saying things can't have a, an extended lifetime. I'm not saying Star Wars can't have multiple spinoffs or whatever. It's just... I. I think I'm also just, it was obviously wonky just to see, like, this year, like, how many universes they wanted to create. Remember, there's the rumor that Amazon wants to develop a Creed universe or something. Uh, And I don't know. And then now I'm just like, okay, can we just stop like, would not everything has to be a universe. Fine, make a trilogy if you want to. Just chill out and stop. Can we just not? Yeah, I mean... Just getting too much. Yeah, I mean, we don't need any more. Like, we had the Rocky movies. We had the Kree films. We don't need any more of that 
universe. Listen, I'll say, if you are able to tell a good story, by all means, make it. I'm not going to stop someone from telling a good story. Right. But when it comes to the point where it, uh, again, it's Hollywood, so it's a business. So their mindset is to make money. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Star <laughs> Wars released a timeline thing. I might have saw something on Twitter of it. I didn't actually open the link you sent me because I right. think I saw it on Twitter. It's like a very bare bones timeline that just gives you yeah. titles of their main things, not not really any of the books. But I'm glad that they did this because it makes it slightly easier for people. A to little easier. Like tip their toes into some of this. Yeah, I don't. I I still. Like, again, I have a better mental grasp of Star Wars or just, like, wacky universes than I did when I was getting into the MCU, right? Right. But I'm still, like, I don't know. I want to care about Star Wars. Mm. But, again, I tried a little bit, and I didn't care enough. And I don't know, man. I I'll watch Andor when season, when season two comes out. That much I will promise. Okay. But I just, I don't know, man. I, I think it's also like just being overwhelmed and thinking about like all these things. I don't want to care. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But I want to see Andor. So I will watch that eventually. So. Yes. Just thinking about the going back to the Steelbook releases, like. Mm-hmm. How much are they gonna be? Um, I think uh, the prices have been on Amazon. I think the Steelbook 4K is fifty-five. Oh no! No, that's not bad. So fifty-five is not bad, bro. I, the the Guardian Steelbook, I think that's running between thirty-five and forty for one movie. So a TV show like The Mandalorian. To be a steelbook, fifty-five dollars on four K, not bad. It's the reason why I'm like no is because it's like it's not a whole lot of episodes. You know what? That's like, true. Loki is six episodes, and it's like oh, that's they're gonna true. milk the money just for like a handful of episodes. Like a TV show, typically a season runs thirteen to twenty some episodes. Right. But like yeah. our. Disney Plus streaming shows, six to eight. That's true. That is true. I will say, again, the rumor is that there are going to be standard 4K and Blu-ray releases. Again, that's not confirmed. That's just something I saw somewhere. But from a source, that's been pretty right. So I'd like to believe it's true. Mm-hmm. So we'll see when those prices drop. But again, there's part of me that's like, this is more content than a Guardians movie. So, by the way, Blu-ray's 50 so $5 price difference. Um, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean. We'll see. I'll be curious, like, when, like, the, the four, like, if the standards do exist, like, how much they will be in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I do see what you're saying, though. 
Yeah. It is. It is kind of. Yeah. Expensive. Because of that, like, as much as I really want it, I'll probably wait until it's cheaper. Yeah, but also, the unfortunate thing is, if these don't do well. eBay. No. <laughs> Disney. Will Disney continue to do this if these don't sell well? Uh. Uh, yeah, maybe. Like, honestly, they're out of options, so... That's true. Like, they have to do something. This is probably, right now, their best move. Yeah, this is probably the smartest financial thing they've done in a while. hmm yeah. I hope it works out for them. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, like, in this regard where... They see these sell. Let's continue doing this. Mm-hmm. But also, it's I'm just having fun laughing at Disney right now. It's right. well, Disney and Warner Brothers. Like some of the decisions they've been making this year are insanely laughable. Like Barbie was supposed to have its digital release tomorrow. Is tomorrow? It not? No, they they push. It's indefinite right now. From what no. I'm seeing, unless unless. All the information's wrong, and it somehow leaks on digital tomorrow, which very much could happen. But, like, Barbie's not let off enough steam for it to be considered for digital. And I think this is something that continues to blow my mind. For example, I went to see a movie in theaters a couple months ago called Past Lives. It was distributed by A24. It was basically a limited release. It wasn't a very wide release. It made under $10 million, I believe, around that range. And it's been out of theaters for a while. I think it came back to theaters for uh, Cinema Day, a previous Sunday. But mm-hmm. besides that, it's been out of theaters for a bit. It might have hit digital, actually. But I'm planning to pick up a copy. Because I'm also thinking... It's, it feels like it's been long enough since I've seen it in theaters where I want to own it and then I also want to show it to my roommate. You know what I mean? And like, right. if, like there's that time, that anticipation that makes me say, I want to pick this up physically. I want to buy it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It blows my mind to see like Universal is the biggest culprit. Fast X hit digital in 17 days. 17 days freaking fast x now it still managed to make you know at least 750 worldwide but that still didn't justify its budget so and actually i uh i've been looking into this so and so i've been very confused about films that like they technically make more money than the estimated budget budget and they're like oh no they lost a lot of money because of that it's like wait what but the numbers so i've been looking into it so the estimated budget is not accounting for marketing and other unrelated costs and Mm -hmm. so the estimate is to make back their money they have to get like two and a half times the amount in the box office yeah, because also when you look at the box office number, theaters take half that cut as well. Mm, right. So 
basically mentally i have to like say if if i don't see a doubled number it's a loss so like 350 times 2 is about 700 so versus getting 750 oh and then consider maybe 100 million for marketing mm-hmm. looks like loss and then you said there, there are probably other fees that I'm not aware of. It's, I think, like, at the end of the day, you want your movie to break even theatrically, at right. the very least. Because then you can make a little bit of profit with your physical sales mm-hmm. or whatever. So you want to break even so you can remake the movie, basically, right? Sure. But it's, bro, it's insane. I do not understand what studios are doing right now. Like, how do you send fast? x to digital in 17 days yeah if it fails at the box office it fails but let it die in the box office then you take it digital you know what i mean right maximize your money in the box Mm -hmm. office because you're going to make the most money at the box office like i don't know i can't think of good examples but like i was looking at like some big movies that like hit physical and like the numbers aren't crossing a hundred million, you know what I mean, for physical. But these are like big number movies or something. I I can't mm-hmm. remember specifics, right? So please forgive me. If I had more detailed information, I'd share it. So, but but just take ideas in your head. I'm talking more directly to audience. Uh, sure. Because I sound like a lunatic, and I right. But basically, the point is. Like, again, you, you think about taking your whole family to see a Pixar movie. You have six little kids, you know, even if it's $5 at a ticket, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money you're spending compared to buying. And that's not even TV. talking about the cost of, like, concessions. Yeah. Or, like, getting popcorn and drinks yeah. and all that. So, like, there's so much m- money to make theatrically. And I understand not... Every movie is going to be a theatrical win. You know what? I praise Warner Bros. for throwing Blue Beetle in theaters and at least trying to recoup a little bit of money from that, you know? (laughs) Even if it... Yeah. just I don't know, man. I am just continually just... I get it. There is money to be made digitally. There is. I'm not going to deny that. Um... Universal thinks that throwing things to digitally doesn't hurt them. I will disagree, but they say they've made at least a billion dollars of recent releases digitally, which is awesome. But also, like, maybe if things last in theaters a little more, mm-hmm. maybe you'd still make that billion and make a little more in the theatrical window. I don't know. Why Why did you announce that Blue Beetle is going to hit digital in a few weeks? Why don't you just let that movie live in theaters a little bit and boom, hey, Blue Beetle is going to arrive in digital in two weeks after it's done in theaters. I've been waiting for Past Lives to be on Blu-ray so I can buy it because I can't see it in theaters. Not that I see it again in theaters. But it's like, you know, there's that anticipation that the, as each day passes by, the more I think I want to buy this physically. I don't yeah, I'm sorry. I, I legitimately sound crazy. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I just do not understand, especially considering, like, again, Disney's just doing horribly financially. Warner Brothers is doing horribly financially, especially after The Flash. Oh, yeah, especially. <laughs> especially after The Flash. I mean, I, although they just had a win with Barbie, so. Barbie's a win, but basically, it, it I don't know. 
it made the Flash break even, basically. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yes, Barbie's a win, but like that, that doesn't negate their previous, their prior misses. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you made back a little bit of money. You you, you still lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Another thing to me. that came up during the research I looked into is that mm-hmm. they're putting way too much money into these films more mm-hmm. than they really should because it's impossible. Like they they're like putting like two hundred to three hundred million million dollars in these movies, and they're yeah. expecting that like to like reach a billion. For them to recoup their costs, like it's not logical thinking because there's like ten movies in the same month with the same budget, and you mm-hmm. expect everybody to go and to see every one of them. Um, it, it's a what? interesting thing because like the MCU films, they didn't really start spending that much money until like maybe the Avengers films, mm-hmm. like they built up to that. And, like, once we got to that, it's like, okay, we're going to put a lot of money into this because we know that we build up to this. Mm-hmm. But, like, everything afterwards, they're just putting the same amount of money into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I do agree, like, Marvel is probably the one exception that I feel like Marvel is, like, the only franchise. Maybe, you know, maybe Star Wars. Depends. <laughs> At this point, I have no clue, especially after Solo. I feel like Marvel's like the only exception where like you can justify a two hundred million dollar budget. You know what I mean? But bro, it's hilarious at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Indiana Jones three hundred, oh, Fast no. X three fifty. What the heck, man? The the Flash two hundred, and then again with each of these movies, think about maybe a hundred million for marketing. Right. It's insane. Yeah, this year, year we've had so many big budget movies. Little Mermaid being another one. Mm-hmm. That didn't do well enough. I mean, like it did well enough in America, but internationally it, it didn't do well enough. It's like it's in, uh, Little Mermaid, the potential billion dollar movie, didn't make a billion dollars. Right. Fast it's all because everybody's copying each other now. It's like, oh. Look at that movie. That made a lot of money. Yeah, they had a big budget. Let's just do that. That's what people want. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. I, it, it's mind-blowing, man. It's, I don't get it. it it's mind-blowing that they put the big budget in, but then the movie's just terrible. Yeah. It's like, how is it you put that much money in? Where's that money going? Like, Why is the film bad? How much are you spending? It's it's not on the visual effects, I'll tell you that. <laughs> if you look at like recent like A24's talk to me, I don't know. I think that had maybe a $10 million budget. And look, it's made $50 in the box office. Mm-hmm. It's made a profit. Look at that. Oh my gosh, cheap movies can make a profit? Oh, just yeah, just look at Bloomhouse films. Yes. Like, they're super cheap, but they make a lot of money. Because they they know that's like, oh, yeah, we can make a lot out of these very cheap films, and people will see them. Megan, next up we have Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, Uh my gosh. It's insane. 
Mm-hmm. But are worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I do find it really interesting with like the sequel syndrome of mm-hmm. how each sequel has to be more expensive. And I get it. I like there's some sequels where I get it. You want to go a little bigger, so you want to spend a little more money. Okay, I kinda of like that idea. But again, ballooning fast X to three fifty is insane. <laughs> and that's just a part one. It's part one. Bro, is Universal gonna be willing to spend three fifty on part two? <laughs> no. Like like after the writers and the actors strike is hopefully settled, like they're gonna spend less money on hopefully. films for sure. No, like looking into the numbers and how much it would actually cost for them to meet the demands, it's like less than one percent of their mm-hmm. entire monetary I gain. Do not understand why these studios are so stubborn. It makes no sense to me. Like, yes, I would agree that, yes, there are some things with the actors you could negotiate, or writers, you could negotiate and talk about and say, okay, we, can, we maybe you're asking a little too much in some areas. I could see how that can be the case, right? Mm-hmm. But what's taking you so long to make a deal? You have the money. You have the resources. And again, A24... Angel Studios, other indie productions have agreed to these demands. Why can't you? Yeah. Wow. And so, like, we're getting a lack of content because of that. It's just so... I don't know what's coming anymore. How do they... How do they think this is financially beneficial? I don't know. You have to be on a level of stupid to keep going on like this. Mm-hmm. Because at this current rate, we're not getting a deal for months. Yeah. And it'll take from even what, more months to get back into things. Yeah. From what I heard with the recent negotiations. So at first we're like, oh, yay. Finally, the students are talking to the writers. And it didn't work out. And so... The studio heads talked to the writer negotiators and they said, you see this one deal we made, this thing we said, that's a good deal. And we're offended you didn't take it. So now the producers are, you know, trying to guilt trip them into accepting a poor deal. Right. It's insanity. I, what is, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Listen, I don't, at the end of the day, we don't have to survive with Hollywood movies or TV shows. Like, yeah, it's not necessary for life. All I'm saying is that you look at this and you, you, you're you just like, that's a bunch of babies up there. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of glad that I didn't end up living that life. Yeah. It's just looking at this. It's like, oh. Well, I think also you think about it like... This isn't just the writers and the actors who aren't getting paid. It's everyone. Bro, if if you're the, the sound boom guy, you're, you're not getting paid. You know? If you're working in costumes, you're not getting paid. Catering, you're not getting paid. It's insane. 
Mm-hmm. There's so many people this is hurting. Like, what the heck? Yeah. Um, like, a little good news is like, okay, recently the Disney VFX artists are just, uh, voting to unionize. Like, I, I am super excited for this new union to come up. Bro, like, this strike we've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. When when this, I really hope they strike. And when the strike goes down, the party starts, man. Oh, yes. It's like the only hope they have right now is just a VFX artist. That's the only thing that's keeping them in line. Without them, oh boy. Yeah. Just just get some more bigger studios to just unionize now. Get Yeah, yeah get them all. Just like, okay, let's do it. I'll say, we've, we're focusing so much on pay and jobs. Let's dive in, uh, just for a second. We don't have to take super long in this. So let's dive into the job aspect for a moment. Okay. It's not just the fact that writers want more pay. They want a certain kind of protection. Something called AI. Mm-hmm. Also, the actors as well. Mm-hmm. This, the, the, I think at the end of the day, the writers don't care that much about making more money. They do. They do. But the thing is, if they don't win on this AI issue, they believe, and I believe too, they're not going to win ever in the future. Because if they let go of this chance right now, then they don't have enough protections to protect them next time around. Mm -hmm. And it's very important that this time around, they get the protections necessary. To secure their jobs. So yeah, I, 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 obviously they would like to be paid more, but I believe that they would very much give up more pay just for AI protections. Right to secure that they have a job in the future. Yes, like I think that's the most important thing, specifically for the writers, and also on the side of the actors as well. But specifically yeah. for the writers, they want their job to be guaranteed. Yeah. Man, those background actors, they need a little bit of something. Because they don't really mm-hmm. have much. Like, all they have is two seconds of film in the background. And you're talking about getting rid of that? Like, uh, it's they're doing so it there for, was, like, a gift cards. It's super cheap. I saw this tweet on Twitter that Keanu Reeves, in his contracts, has this clause against him being used digitally mm. AI based because there's one certain movie I don't know which one it was that the director added a tear and mm. Keanu Reeves is like well then what's the point of me acting and this was I don't know 20 some years ago I don't know a while ago you know what I mean and so since then he's in his contracts he's like you're not gonna alter me like that a, a single tear Right, yeah. It's actually really incredible to think about. And so I I, I think there's an aspect about, like, the, the background actors. Like, one reason why they have their likeness uploaded is that they can be adjusted. And I think, okay, I think there's room for that. You know, like, provide there's proper permission. It provides used only for that show or movie. Like... Again, if permissions are allowed for that singular project, I can see why you would want to do that. 
you know, mm-hmm. if you want to change something in post. But if, if these background actors are truly used in future productions and that, again, replaces background actors as a whole, or if these actors are being digitally altered without permission, mm-hmm. then no, I don't approve of this. Yeah, I do think there's room for alter, alterations with permission. But, but not without permission. And it's insane. Yeah, very, very insane. Ah, oh, boy. I don't know how this is going to end up. It's I insane. hope it ends in a positive way. Me too. I don't think it will, though. It's not looking good. Because in reality, how long can they let out like this? Like the, the actors and writers specifically the writers like mm-hmm. i don't know how long they can strike right like I, 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 it's obvious they can go a few more months i don't know how long that few more months is but, but eventually it's not be forever you know they have to start getting jobs again mm-hmm. well actually that's one thing i was kind of thinking about i wonder how many writers already have like side jobs as is so mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's a handful of writers who already, like, have jobs and they're just, you know, they're just digging into those deeper or whatever. It's interesting to think about. I will say, I do not think one being in the entertainment space, that is not a right. That, to a degree, it's a privilege. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think you're, you are entitled a, a salary that's going to make you comfortable and live forever or whatever but however the studios are definitely making enough money that they can pay their people better and they can at least do that yeah um okay so (laughs) uh, i recently just uploaded a video today Mm -hmm. i was working on a a tier list video of ranking different Batman uh, appearances. And so that took way too long for me to do. That Just fun. I mean, I'm happy with the final product. I usually am. Mm-hmm. But like, just the process of just making it sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? That's it's like, fair. okay. Yeah, okay. Gotta, gotta get all this edited together. It's so much time. Mm-hmm. But I'm happy with how it turned out. Good. All right. Let's talk about stuff that we watched. Um, yeah. So tell me how you're feeling about Ahsoka. Ahsoka. So I I like it, but I feel like it could be better. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, I, I don't agree with the opinion of it being bad. I just think that there's just not a whole lot going on. Mm. Like, uh, it really feels like it's a movie that's put into eight episodes. Versus... Is it eight episodes? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. It really feels like that because, like, we get to this third episode. Nothing really too much happens. It doesn't really feel like an episode, mm-hmm. which is starting to become a problem with these Disney Star Wars shows now. They're going yeah. into the route of films like the Marvel ones, and it's like, okay. 
Um, I, I think I, I like the characters. I like where we're going. Like, I'm excited. I'm invested in all these characters. Part of that is because um, I watch the other shows. Right. So I can't really speak on to someone who hasn't seen that watching this. Right. It's interesting. My roommate... What is it Rebels? He said he didn't like Rebels. I don't know how much he's seen of it. So for him, he has he has no desire to watch Ahsoka. Mm. It's interesting. I get that. Rebels is a frustrating show. Mm. In that it like it has some of the best things in Star Wars, but like that's maybe about ten to five percent. There's like the yeah. other ninety percent that people seem to forget about. That's like, oh yeah, this is very kiddish, to a fault. Yeah, I just again like just going back to what we said earlier. Maybe I'll watch more Star Wars one day, but there's just not a lot of initiative I have, man. Right. It's Especially just a lot I'm of not time there to force you. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's so many other things I'd rather watch and check out, and, you know. I mean, CJ really loves Rebels. Mm-hmm. I just I, I try so many times. <laughs> well, like I can't get past so many things. The good parts are really good, but then there's just the rest that's like, man, this is you're so close, but. That darn Disney kid show mm-hmm. thing that they have to do really brings it down for me. But yeah, I it's like they're they're using the best parts of Rebels to influence the story here. I and I I can really feel that there's a lot of love put into this show. Mm-hmm. Like, I just looking at the way things are shot. Like, they're putting so much love into it that I'm like, okay, maybe you can take off, like, 5 or 10% love. Because there's a lot of scenes where the music is really what's carrying those scenes. Mm. Where it's like, it's just the characters looking at something. Or just standing around talking or just nothing going on. And like, oh yeah, we're, we're doing this to, like, build... Let things flow naturally. It's like, I get that. But you could do that a little bit faster. Because mm-hmm. nothing is really gained from what's going on here. Yeah. And, like, they're trying to evoke the samurai films from the 40s. Which, they're doing a good job at that. Mm-hmm. But, again, you could do a little things a little bit faster and like when the music is carrying my gosh the music carries so much i'm so happy that we have this music because mm-hmm. it has failed so many of the other shows mm. so i'm happy for the music here mm. <laughs> but yeah no i i like what i've seen but like i'm a bit worried that the story isn't gonna get as much as we want it to be we'll mm. see I'm waiting for that turning point because it's going to happen. And then it's like, okay, right now we're getting to the exciting stuff, mm-hmm. but it feels like we're taking a, a while to get to there because tomorrow episode four comes out and that's like half of the show.
Is that all you watched? <laughs> no. I guess <laughs> I should continue with yeah. what I watched. All right. So, you know, we have our Barbie podcast watching Christopher Nolan films. Mm-hmm. We've since watched Inception, Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. and The Dark Knight. How do you feel about The Dark Knight Rises? <sighs> we, it's the weakest of the trilogy. Of the Batman, of the Nolan trilogy. Like, we go into it. Like, we see that there's a lot of problems thematically that, like, undo what the Dark Knight really does. Mm. And so, yeah, no. It's... It's something. It's mm-hmm. there's enjoyable things about it, but as a whole, it's it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what what's been really fun with these two Batman films is like getting to do impressions of like Bane and the Joker. Like that's just been so much fun. I've been looking forward to that. It's like ah yes, let me do my Bane impression. Let me do my <laughs> Joker impression. Yes, mm-hmm. it's been so much fun. Um, but then, like, for the heck of it, I also wa- rewatched the Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. Because mm-hmm. I felt like it, I guess. And, you know, I've enjoyed them, naturally. Why not? And how do you feel about watching the third one again? Oh, boy. That third one. It's... It's very messy. Like, I was kind of, like, getting... I was losing... Like interest partway through the film. Like there's some good moments, but like yeah, no, it's not the best. Mm-hmm. Asteroid City. I watched that film. That's a Wes Anderson movie. How many Wes on... Anderson movies have you seen? Four or five. He has two stop motion animated films. I've watched them. Mm-hmm. And then the Grand Budapest Hotel, which is the one everybody watches. I've seen that. And then Asteroid City. Okay. I've seen clips from other ones, though. Asteroid City, it's not, it's not the best story, but, you know, it has that fun style. Mm-hmm. And then the last movie I watched was Fast and Furious 6. Oh, boy. <laughs> A lot of the same, but not as interesting. But then there's the TV shows. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about Secret Invasion and how mm-hmm. garbage of a show that is. No, it's so amazing. I love it so much. So My amazing. favorite MCU show. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually better than any MCU movie. Probably, yeah. I have Okay, finally... sorry, sorry. Wait, wait, just one more thing. I'm not one usually to complain about CGI. I could not take Guy Liv Drak's arm seriously. <laughs> look, no, it just doesn't look good. Doesn't look good. Does not look good. Just does not looks, look good. Looks bad. Nope. Like Millie Park, people are saying that she's very miscast because studios. Well, no, people don't really understand what makes her good mm-hmm. it's like they they think about her role in game of thrones but like her role in game of thrones is not what they've been casting her as like they think like oh she's the girl boss the hmm. no she like does the action and it's like powerful but it's like no 
she's not. That's not what. That's not her best. Like you clearly aren't really watching the show. But anyway, I finally finished The Walking Dead. <laughs> not Man, really. Was it, was it worth it? <laughs> was it worth it? I'm no. I mean <laughs> yes and no, but like it's not even done. Yeah, like no. they couldn't even end the show. They're like, okay. We technically have an ending for the storyline of the season. But mm-hmm. guess what? Four more shows, everybody. <laughs> Let's set that up. Yeah. Four more shows. Like that's how when the finale aired on TV, that's how they did it. Like the finale happened, it ended, it's like, okay. Immediately afterward, we get a trailer for the rest of the four shows. It's like, this may be the end of this show, but it's just the beginning for this universe. Mm. And I'm like, what? No. Yeah, no, the show was like at its prime in the first five seasons. And it's been went downhill. It came back a bit near the end but like it didn't really do that much production value was very consistent throughout the entire thing but it's really the stories that didn't do well that's so sad man as shows do one another thing (laughs) we finished watching was the Wonder Woman TV show Mm -hmm. campy fun things didn't age well but you know, it it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Then I rewatched a cartoon called Justice League Action, which is a very it's a very forgotten Justice League TV show that just that came out in 2016. Like it just came and went and nobody <laughs> noticed. And like it's a fine show, it's got good animation, it's a funny, but like it is what it is. It's nothing mm-hmm. amazing. Uh, finally watched Star Wars Vision Season 2. Like Those were fine, mm-hmm. but just not a whole lot you can get. You've seen one, and like it's just a lot of that different stories that some of them are just in just a little bit... Like, there's not enough time for those stories to fully develop. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, those were the How things I watched. Like- Season two, it not being all anime. I liked it, but I think I liked the anime more. Mm. I liked it more, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I am glad that they went worldwide. Mm-hmm. It showed more, but like the stories weren't my favorite the second time around. That's fair. So, fun animation, fun 10 out of 10. I can't complain about that. Sweet. Sweet. So, so. back in May slash June, mm-hmm. I did a little thing where for 11 days straight, I watched a movie each and every single day. Uh-huh. And the thing is, for me, it's hard for me to sit down to watch things. Because I don't have a lot of motivation. But now I have a roommate. Yeah. 
I got a little more motivation, you know? Because he's forcing you. We both want to. Okay. And so it's we force each other. Yeah. So, since August 21st, we've watched a movie every single day. Mm, nice. Yeah. Uh, how much have you been on Letterboxd? I, I, I mean, I see you do something... Yeah, so I just wasn't sure if, if people noticed that I've been watching something every single day. Anyways, so let's go through the list, because I got a movie for each and every single day since we've talked, you know? Yeah. I'll try to go quickly. First movie, uh, we went up to Springfield and we watched uh, this big old Sound of Freedom. Yeah, you talked about that. Oh, I did? Yeah. Really? I think so. I don't remember talking about it. It was something. Because this, we talked on Sunday last oh. time. Yeah. I think, yeah, no, I think was... you told me you were going to watch it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I watched on the Freedom. <laughs> I didn't like it. Okay. I, soundtrack was really intrusive. The story, there, I don't know. The story wasn't great. It just, like, it was really boring. Mm. So boring. People think Batman versus Superman is boring. No, this is boring, man. Oh, my God. I legitimately wasn't bored watching Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. I was bored watching this, man. For something that should be so stirring and intriguing like this... It shouldn't be boring, you know what I mean? I mean, that's just a personal preference thing, maybe. Maybe. Because, like, I I found myself, like, kind of on edge the entire time watching the film. I I was very uncomfortable watching the film. Mm. Because, like, the subject matter is, like, really uncomfortable to think about. I laughed at multiple points. Oh, no. (laughs) No, there was just one thing. It was hilarious. They're mm-hmm. driving away after they escape lake, river. Okay. And so they're driving, and one guy jumps in the way of the vehicle, starts shooting, then jumps out of the way because he doesn't want to be hit by the vehicle. And I died laughing. That was so funny. How many people the in the theater? Like, ha, 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 I'm going to shoot them. No, I'm going to get hit. Let me get out of the way. Hilarious. So funny. Funniest, one of the funniest moments in cinema this year. Oh my god, that was so. How good. many people were in the theater you saw? Yeah, 10, 15. Not oh a lot. boy, like they must have like thinking like, what's this crazy guy laughing for? Probably, I don't care. <laughs> Again, listen, I don't think about these things. So yes, this made me aware of things, but that's really all this movie does. Mm-hmm. I will say, the locations went hard. And the siblings were very solid child actors. Those are the best two parts about the movie. Outside of that, I... Eh. I gave it a very generous two stars out of five. I probably should go lower than two. Yeah. I'm sorry. I okay. wanted to like the movie. But I, I... I don't know, man. It just... wasn't good, in my opinion. I'm sorry. What? Um, I watched Juno. Um, very solid. I 
It's sweet. I recommend it. Uh, then I was talking to my roommate about Wolverine. And he'd seen the original X-Men trilogy. And first class. And he said he hated first class so much he did not want to... Well, he grew up on the original trilogy. Then he watched first class more recently in the, the trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. And he said it made him so mad he didn't want to keep watching. Um, so I'm like, well... I, want, I, really, I really want to see Days of the Future Past, right? So I'm like, I really want you to, you know... Keep watching a little bit, whatever. Anyways, so we watched uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. Nice. I still stand by this, man. It is fun. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yes, is it a good movie? Arguably. One can argue no. Many people argue no. <laughs> but it's fun. Right. I've watched this twice, man. When I watched this the first time, that helicopter chase sequence, I was sold on Wolverine. I did not understand the character of Wolverine until then. And I'm like, I get it now. And I became a fan in that moment. My roommate, he said he's like Hugh Jackman, but it was that scene that also sold him on Wolverine. This movie is fun. The people need to wake up. Next day, we watch uh, Will Ferrell's Anchorman. That's fun. Uh, I'm going to kind of go a little out of order. Uh, a few days later, we watched Anchorman 2, which is, I think it's funnier than the first one, actually. Um, but yeah, I'll say the standout is Steve Carell's character. So good. Um and then we watched uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg's Daddy's Home 1 and 2, mm-hmm. which uh, the first one just has so much douchery. It's a little at times. And Daddy's Home 2 has a bit of cringe, which is kind of difficult as well. But if you like Will Ferrell, then they're probably worth watching. Um, they're not bad. They just have moments I don't enjoy. <laughs> Um, it's interesting though. Then, uh, I watched with my roommate, uh, well, I mean, all these I watched with my roommate, every single right. one. Anyways, yeah, yeah. but for my roommate, so I didn't own this one and a lot of X, for a good, like three months, every single X-Men movie was on Disney plus and now they're back on stars or wherever they are at. But the Wolverine's currently on Disney Plus. So I'm like, I want to watch that before it leaves Disney Plus. Uh, oh, part of the reason why we watch some of these movies is that I have a, another free trial of Paramount Plus. So a lot mm-hmm. of these movies are on Paramount Plus, like Anchorman and Daddy's Home. Um, anyways, Wolverine's on Disney Plus. So I'm like, I want to get on that before it potentially leaves Disney Plus. So we did. And my roommate loved it. He loved it. He liked it. More than uh, X-Men Origins, which I'm the other way around. I like X-Men Origins more, but he really, 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 really loved the Wolverine. I think partially because of it being Japanese-based. Um, and so, yeah. Which caused me to go ahead and order a copy of the Wolverine with the extended cut. 
and we will watch that eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my first time seeing the original. Oh, yeah. When I first watched the Wolverine with my friend, my friend was arg arguing it, and apparently on the arg arg websites, um, it's the extended cut. So I remember. Oh. So I was watching the standard cut on Max, and and I quoted something. He's like, "Dude, don't spill it." We tried to start at the same time, right? I'm like, bro, what, what's going on? Our internet's not buffering. And it got to a point where 20 minutes in the movie, I was two minutes ahead of him. And I realized, oh, wait. There's an extended cut. You're watching the extended cut. I'm not. So I switched over to the ARG ARG website so we could be on time. Um, so I would mostly seen the extended cut the first time. So this mm-hmm. time was my first time watching the original cut. So now that I got the extended cut and my roommate loved the movie so much, um, we'll watch that again. Uh, we're gonna watch. We're gonna continue watching the X Men movies, but before we hit Logan, we're gonna rewatch the Wolverine because he loved it so much. And honestly, okay. I don't mind rewatching it. So uh, after watching the Wolverine, I got so giddy and jitty in my little shoes and feet and little cheeks. And I'm like, I really want you to watch X-Men Days of Future Past. So legitimately, like, 30 to 60 minutes after watching Wolverine, we popped in Days of Future Past. And I asked my roommate a question, and he said he's always kind of like the Rogue character, so we watched the Rogue cut. Just want to clarify that, because I can't clarify that on Letterboxd, unless I want to lie to you, and I don't want to do that. So we watched the Rogue cut. So that is my second time watching Rogue cut, as my third time watching the movie in general. And he didn't like it that much, mm. partially because of first class. Uh, but you know what? This is really going to suck to say. I didn't like it as much either. For some reason, it didn't really hit this third time. And that made me really sad. Really sad, man. Yeah, I- I've gone that too on a lot of rewatches for that film. Mm-hmm. Like, my mood will shift constantly where it's like, oh yeah, I really liked it. Or like, yeah, okay. I like it, but not as much. So, I intend not to touch this movie for a while. Because yeah. I want to come back to it a little fresher next time. That helps. <sighs> Makes me sad, because I really like the movie. And theory. <laughs> I'm I I'm still mourning it. That was a week ago. <laughs> uh-huh. And a half. Anyways, uh then because uh, I was scared of this movie leaving Max, we went to watch a little movie called The Witch. Mm-hmm. An A twenty four movie directed by Robert Eggers that uh some friends really recommended that we really wanted to watch and I recommended. Uh, obviously, it's an A24 movie, so you kind of already have a sense that it's not your typical movie, but I recommend the movie. Um, I would jump ahead to the movie we watched last night, also directed by Robert Eggers, The Lighthouse, which I also really enjoyed. It was really good, and honestly... I will say that fact in a little bit. Okay. Uh, then also we watched the South Park movie. We're currently in season three watching through South Park. And this movie was actually released in the middle of season three. 
Um, we didn't necessarily watch it in time order sequence or whatever. We just watched it one night when I came home. And I'm like, I want to watch it. Um, it's hilarious. I love it. I love it a lot. It's so funny, man. Yeah, it's good. And then uh, my mate was feeling a little nostalgic. So we watched Good Burger one night. Uh, it was definitely a nostalgia trip for him, not for me. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I didn't really like Kel's character that much. The, I think there's a scene when he's on that date. It was honestly hilarious. I think the second half was a little funnier than the first. Um, but, uh, I mean, I love Keenan, but like, again, it just, eh, eh, eh. Actually, if you think about it, you've seen the movie, right? No. Oh, you haven't? Here's the thing. Most of what you've said, I've never seen. What? So basically just the X-Men movies you've seen? Just the X-Men movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I guess I won't say what it is specifically. There's a scene at the end of Good Burger, and I, I need to tell this to my roommate. And out of context, it would be one of the grossest things ever. Uh-huh. But in context, it's not. It's actually really weird to think about. Mm-hmm. Anyways, a movie you will be watching eventually, or a short film, dare I say, is called Following. Oh, yes. By Mr. Christopher Nolan. And I have a very bad habit of choosing to watch this movie when I'm tired to watch a full-length movie. And therefore, I end up dozing in the middle of this movie and not fully experiencing it. This is my second time watching it. First time I watched it, like, during the... <laughs> third fourth of the movie i like went in and out and kind of ruined my momentum in watching the movie uh it was very strange and i watched it because i'm like you know i want to watch it when i'm a little tired and not in the mood to watch a full-length thing bro i only saw five minutes of the thing <laughs> that's how much i snoozed throughout this thing i was just tired man boy i need to watch this thing when i'm awake um, I mean, I know the base of the movie, but I've not fully experienced it. It's weird. And then we watched another movie that is another nostalgia kick for my roommate. A little popular movie called Nacho Libre. Have you seen that one? Oh, of course. Do you like it? Yeah. yeah I, I like it partially because like, we grew up in like that sort of environment. And so it's like, ah, yes. That's fair. I love it. I don't know. I, it's one of those movies that you hear about so much and so often. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Eh. Maybe second watch I'll appreciate more, but I don't know, man. It didn't hit for me. And not to mention that, especially knowing it to be a comedy, it didn't make me laugh that much. You know what made me laugh more? Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is is such an absurdist movie that's downright hilarious at times. You know? It's one of those movies where it's like, it's just so serious, but so absurd. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That then all of a sudden it becomes so absurd, it's f- hilarious. The Lighthouse is, what a movie. That's a fun movie right there. They're like, it's not fun but it's also very much fun uh, good oh my god love the lighthouse 
I think uh, Nacho Libre was actually on the list I gave you. Really? I think so. That's another one to mark off. Yeah. Let me let me pull out that list that you gave me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Nacho Libre is like I don't rewatch it a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Because like I know that like uh, maybe it's not on this list. I think I thought about it and I was like, I don't know if he'd like it. Is what I end up thinking. <laughs> It's not okay. Okay. Um, the Truman Show is on Paramount Plus, so we'll probably end up watching that soon. Nice. So, yeah, yeah that'll probably be taken care of. Probably next time we call, not guaranteed. It's just mm-hmm. the thing is, like coming home from work, I'm not always in the mood to watch something serious. But also, we're kind of getting back into watching the South Park show, so there might be. It might be like we'll watch an episode of South Park and then I'll be like, okay, I'm in the mood to watch a serious movie. Then we'll watch a serious movie. You know what I mean? Sure. So that is what may happen. I forgot. Uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Actually, I think just got added to Paramount Plus. So I need to add that to my list because mm-hmm. I think I skipped over that. But I'll remedy that. There's actually one movie that I forgot to mention that I rewatched. Oh, what? I didn't write a review because I already have one. And it's I've rewatched the Batman movie. You could still log it though. I don't want to though, because I already did one. No, 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 no. You can log something without doing a review. I don't want like to do that. Show... Why not? Because I just, I just want to do one review and be done with that. I don't want to. You can re-log... do only one review. You can just. I don't log it want to re- diary. I don't want to do that. You're a goofy little man. See, did you know that? I'm a goofy little man. I do not want to log something in my diary if I don't have a review for it. Why not? I, I'm that. I don't I, understand. Like, don't, you watched it. You don't want that in your history? No. Oh, my gosh. No. All right. The Batman. Yeah. So, I rewatched it. Actually, I watched the first half, but then I, I got really tired because mm-hmm. it was, like, 3 in the morning or something. And so, I yeah. just I paused it. Went to sleep, woke up, then finished it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sure, yeah, I liked it. It's, I liked it about the same as I did last time, so. And how many stars did you give it last time? I, uh, I think I gave it a four. I think I gave it a four. Like, I'm very intrigued what a sequel would look like. I, I want to see the sequel. There's reports that Robin's going to be part of the sequel. I've heard that. So, like, I'm very intrigued to see a sequel to this film. That's, like, the entire thing out when watching this film. I'm like, man, I want to see a sequel to this. Because mm-hmm. it would be very interesting. Like, I want to see mm-hmm. what they do. So, that's what I was thinking when watching the movie again. It's a long movie. Yeah. A long movie. I'll be interested enough to possibly watch the sequel. You know what I mean? Sure. But also, I don't care enough. I might end up seeing it, but not because I really, really, really want to. Probably just be because, oh, it exists. I might watch it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting that you're watching a bunch of things that, like, I don't really care to even think about watching. Yeah, and that's fine. Right. It's just weird seeing you, of all people. 
Yeah, I mean, again, having a roommate helps with that. Yeah. But then, again, like, the Will Ferrell comedies, it's like I come home, I don't want to watch The Witch or anything, you know? I want to watch Will Ferrell be stupid, you know? Yeah. So, that's fun to do. And, yeah, again, I recommend The Lighthouse. I recommend The Witch. I recommend Juno. But there's, I'm not you to watch them. If, if I come across a movie where I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this so much, I really want you to watch it, I'll say it. But I'm not that at that point with those movies to say that. I really, let me look at like my five stars. I'm actually kind of curious for a moment. Like, are there any movies that I would like put someone at gunpoint and be like, please watch this movie? Like, do you have any movies on your mind that you see be like that? I think, like, I think so. But, like, mm-hmm. I know that if I push someone, they're not going to like it. Because mm. I really don't like being told I have to watch something. Because, mm, like, automatically when you tell me that, I'm going to dislike the film. Out of spite. Right. That's fair. It's just it's just the way I work. Mm-hmm. I, don't have, I don't have control over that. It's just... You force me to do something, I automatically don't like it. That's fair. So, as much as I really would like, like really want to push, like, oh, I would want to push Star Wars or Batman or, or stuff like that, I'm not going to. Mm. Because I know that it's going to hinder the viewing. Mm. Like, to be honest, when you watch Star Wars, did it really help that I was a fan of Star Wars telling you to watch it? Well, I wanted to watch it. Right. It, listen, if you were out of the equation, the only main difference would be the timeline of me watching Star Wars. Okay. Like, if you had never existed, I already have so much pressure from the outside to watch mm-hmm. Star Wars. Star Wars is one of those things where everyone's like, you've not seen Star Wars? No other movie or series gets that kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. So, you, you had nothing to do with it. Right. Except actually getting me to watch it. Right. So, like, the only time I'll force someone to watch is when I have kids. I mm-hmm. have that power. Um, I'll be like, okay. Watch this now. We got children. Let's bond. Um, <laughs> yeah, like for me, the closest thing to me feeling that is just like, okay, Parasite and everything everywhere all at once. Like everybody is telling me to watch it. Like, ah, oh, it's a good movie. Uh, and it's like, okay. I know, I know. Like, <sighs> I think when you watch everything everywhere all at once, you'll see why people want you to watch it. I think Parasite, lower your expectations and appreciate the movie for what it is kind of sure. thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I'll say about those. I, I don't like mainstream things. Yeah, but the like, odd thing is about those two movies are were not meant to be mainstream because they aren't. They became mainstream because they became popular. Sure. You know what I mean? Because right. like, there's a difference between... like. Marvel and everything everywhere all at once is that Marvel is popular and big budget. Uh, everything everywhere all at once was not meant to be that. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciate. You know what I mean? But it, it, it's an interesting conundrum for sure. 
I was looking at my list. Wally's like the one movie like I'm so passionate about. Um, I do not understand it whenever someone does not like that movie. Like I legit, like it. I don't understand why pe- some people don't like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, on Letterboxd, that is currently my only five star movie. Like I'm, I recently went through just like knocked out. Like I removed almost all my ratings and like kind of sc- starting sh- from scratch a little bit because like this is public and my ratings evolve and adjust as time goes on, you know. So, um, anyways, so Wally's one of those movies where I passionately love. Inception's a movie where if people have not seen a movie like Inception, I really want them to see Inception. You know. Sure. Be like, you know, you have to understand that this kind of storytelling exists and it's really intriguing. Um, and What's Up Doc is a great movie. Is I think from the 70s. Um, yeah, 72. It's a great, funny, hilarious even, old movie. Because the thing is, we are so focused on the present. We don't always think about the past. I'm one of them. But, you know, there's this movie that I find hilarious. And so it's like, if I'm able to recommend an old movie to somebody, I want them to see this. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Because, yeah, someone else is going to tell that person to watch Iron Man, even Inception. You know what I mean? But there's not that many people that's going to say, you have to see What's Up, Doc. So, like, I guess taking a look about, like, not, like, the obvious choices like Star Wars or Batman, like, recommending. What would I want to recommend? Let's see. Let me take a look at what I got. Mm-hmm. And what I have reviewed here. Let's see. I... I don't know. I don't know what the obvious one is. I like Godzilla movies, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I have one. That what do you have to... Wall that you ranked as? Rated. Wally? Mm. I don't have it reviewed, but I think I'd put it at like a four. Whoa. I'm looking at some people's ratings for it, and I am so mad right now. Mm-hmm. You know how to get on my bad side? <laughs> I cannot believe people, man. Some right. people suck. I, I I guess Alien is a good one. Uh, but again, that's like an obvious choice. Planet of the Apes. Maybe. Indiana Jones. I don't have much taste. To be honest. That's fair. I don't have like I guess like I guess any DC animated movie is probably one that I'd be like wanting to push. Because nobody That's ever fair. nobody ever watches them or really even knows they exist unless yeah. I tell you. And so yeah. those are movies that like I'd want you to know about. Yeah. Like, that makes you're, sense. You're missing out on just so much peak DC. Mm-hmm. That does not equate to the the films that we get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that makes sense. Or even just like you, just cartoons in general are the ones where it's like, if you want the peak, go to the cartoons. Mm-hmm. I just a thought about the Inception thing. Like my mom, the only Nolan movie she's seen is Oppenheimer. Um. Mm. <laughs> um, and and me and my brother were telling her like, because my, my brother and my mom went into it blind. Um, so my, uh, my brother was like hyping up Nolan as a director, and you know, Oppenheimer is a very different movie for Nolan. So my brother was a little disappointed on, on that front, right? Um, but uh, like we were definitely recommending to her like please watch Interstellar Um, just Interstellar or not Inception she'd appreciate Interstellar more more for the emotional aspect and if she likes Interstellar enough then watch Inception because I think for her she'd probably find more heart in Interstellar than Inception um, and then again, just to kind of get a little more of that taste of how nutty Nolan can be. Yeah. Um, so, um, and then if she wants to go further into rabbit hole, then Inception it would be the next one to check out. You know what I mean? Uh, from what I've seen. So, yeah. And again, I'm not a huge fan of Inception, but that's what I recommended for her. Mm. I, I just thought that was interesting. So, um, we've been doing these, like, when watching through our, our Nolan films, mm-hmm. we've developed a new thing mm-hmm. um, that's just, like, something that we've noticed, like, has be- been repeated in each of these films. And it's a segment that we call Spot the Opp- Oppenheimer Figure. Because okay. most of Nolan's films have an Oppenheimer figure who create this thing or has something this powerful that they regret and Mm. want to dismantle. And so the thing about watching these films backwards is like we start, we start with Oppenheimer. Mm -hmm. Like we notice when watching these films backwards is like, my goodness, it makes so much sense that he made Oppenheimer because mm. he's been subconsciously making those characters and elements in all of his other films. Mm. Like to the point where Tennant, there's a scene where they even talk about Oppenheimer himself. And it's like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. No. Now it makes sense why he made that movie because he's always been making that movie. It, it, it's so fascinating to just spot it. And so, just, are, so are you glad that you're kind of going through it backwards to have yeah. that revelation? Yeah, no. It's been an interesting thing to see things go backwards, mm-hmm. for sure. Like, one thing we notice going backwards is that audio gets better because we can actually hear things. Um, that's a big thing that we talk about. It's like, I couldn't hear a single thing in this film. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the the order we get to his films, we can hear dialogue very well. Mm-hmm. Well, you must know subtitles exist. I know, but 
we make a like he makes a point specifically to not have subtitles <sighs> just to okay. know like can you hear it without subtitles uh-huh because you're not gonna have subtitles in the film in the theater well i could older I could... films films should not have to have subtitles i agree and so when your dialogue is like indiscernible without without subtitles that's a problem mm-hmm. and so that's like something we've been like specifically focused on trying to see if we can get that mm-hmm. and the dark knight is really the first film without any problems mm. hooray <laughs> <laughs> lovely um here's a note a sad note that i put down so the actress for the original harley quinn arlie sorkin passed away really sad (sighs) she's so underrated as harley quinn because people today people only think about margot robbie because that's all they Mm -hmm. know margot robbie or tara strong who voices her and like everything else um, but, like, Arlene Sorkin, for me, was, like, the original. Like, she's the best. She's who the character is based off of. Like, mm. she did a comic routine on some obscure TV show. And, like, the one of the creators of the show, like, watched her. And, like, they're good friends with her. It's like, oh, yeah, let's make a character based upon this routine that she had. And guess what? She's a popular character now. And I don't think any other appearance of Harley Quinn has really matched that. So mm. sad to hear. Mm. Sad to hear two original characters pass away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you mentioned earlier, like an hour yes. ago, about uh, your roommate talking about the de- decisions of Warner Brothers in DC. Could you elaborate? More about I don't remember that. because okay. things have just merged between what you've said and he's said. So he's probably reiterated some talking points and inserted like one or two details kind of thing. Okay. I don't remember specifics, honestly. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I've but yeah, th- again, I'm just mind blown just how stupid Warner Brothers is. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's real. It's a real shame. It is a like, shame. It's a shame for but, like something that's been around for like a long time. Mm-hmm. To just go down this hard. Yeah. My roommate, I will say, like he said, like he I think he's read DC comics. I can't remember specifically, but he does like DC. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it it's really sucked for him that the DC movies has sucked and he doesn't like Snyder. So that hasn't helped anything. Oh, okay. so yeah, he likes the Matt Reeves, Batman. I, I would, and I bet he likes Nolan's Batman, but like basically DCU for the most part, I would assume he hasn't cared much about definitely not Snyder. He gave Batman versus Superman half a star. If that says anything. It's just ha- That's just my life in general. I like the ones that people don't like, and I hate the ones that people love. Mm-hmm. That's just my life. Well, speaking of, on kind of that front, uh, Lady Bird's on Paramount Plus, so I might want to watch it. <laughs> I'll probably like it more than you do. Oh, honestly, yes. 
Like, Bladed Bird is definitely not my film. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't for me. The only reason why I watched it is because my co-host <laughs> needed someone else to be in the episode to do it, so... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No. Boy, I, I like... Those... Like... I'm not gonna like every single A24 movie, but... Like, it's nice to break out of the popular field of these. And so I typically enjoy going into an A24 movie. Mm-hmm. I, have a vi- I have a video idea that I've been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a casual thing where it's like, oh, we should do a thing where I test your knowledge about my knowledge yeah about like marvel or dc specifically how many characters can you name um like oh can you name all the spider-man villains or all the heroes or like oh can you name all the dc heroes or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. um i'll do something with that one day okay just to flex my own knowledge (laughs) (laughs) um but yes no that's just been something that's on my mind, on and off, so. Mm-hmm. Just need to figure out what my next project is going to be. It's probably going to be the bucket list one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So. Mm-hmm. Mixtapes? Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening. Uh, and No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, who wants to go first? I guess I, I can go. Okay. Because I, I don't have a lot to say again. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm sorry. I can go. I don't have a whole lot to say. I thought it was Sweet. most it was mostly fine. On the music video, like there's a whole minute where nothing is really happening music wise. And so I'm like, oh come on. Let's get to the song. No, the actual animation, pretty cool, pretty neat. Yeah, I was um, wondering, like, how how would you feel? Basically, there's like just different iterations of Powerpuff Girls. I liked it. You know, it was a nice idea, mm-hmm. really well done. It's well executed, mm-hmm. and like there were a couple music motifs that I heard. It's mainly the first two songs that feel the most that I could yeah. relate to Powerpuff Girls. Which is just the drumming. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. It's, I saw it's the I drums. saw a TikTok on that board they're like the first two songs like there are elements where it it seems to borrow off the theme song like oh that's so interesting i hear it now because i'm not too familiar with the powerpuff theme song yeah it's just the 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 iconic just yeah the drums yeah the first two songs and then the rest were fine i don't remember a whole lot i think if i would be your favorite song super shy Okay. Super Shy, one, because, like, it had the Powerpuff drums, two. That's probably... But that title just relates to me so much. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is probably the best song for me Mm -hmm. of this list. And if I'm looking at the view count, it's the most viewed one as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, How annoying was ETA? That was the one with, like, do-do-do-do-do kind of siren-y noise. Like, did, did that strike you as annoying? No. No. And then in ASAP, there's the TikTok, TikTok. Did that strike you as annoying or not? 
It did not, no. Okay, I was curious about that. Was that okay. a criticism that came up? Sorry, what? Was that a criticism that came up? Um, I think the TikTok it definitely was something for me to digest at first. Um, the, 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 the beeping in ETA, I think if I think about it, it, it can get in my head a little bit, but not really. Um, it, it is, there, it's a form of repetition that can definitely get on nerves. I'm sure. For sure. Um, so I'm curious, uh, like if, if you thought of those as annoying or not. So yeah. Cool. Did you have any more thoughts on that? No, I cool. I'm honestly, I'm very I happy with that review. I don't, I don't care. I'm happy enough. Hopefully, you'll be happy enough with my lackluster thing coming up. <sighs> okay. Here's the thing, John. You keep putting interesting songs at the beginning that ruin the rest of the thing. See. I think it's interesting the entire way through. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, like, there's an element where, again, I'll say this again. You're familiar with these shows. They have more meaning to you. They have more context, especially as it relates to the Doctor Who tracks. Like, uh -huh. they, they sound like nice score tracks that have absolutely no meaning to me. Okay. Like, like even for you, like the the two New Jeans songs, like they the first two songs have a little more meaning to you. They stand out a little more just because you have a little bit of context with them, right? Yes. Yeah. So again, so like just some of these songs, I just like I they're they sound cool, they sound great, but just like that boxing album to you, they just all just sound the same. They just all blend together. I just don't know what I'm listening to. Yeah. Uh, however, the Mandalorian theme song, I was not expecting. I'm not saying like that's something I'm going to be listening to all uh, all the time, all over. I guess I just didn't expect something to sound so intricate and dare I say nutty like that. Like <laughs> I, I think I'm just so used to um, scores just kind of existing and being in the background and not standing out much, and and then not to mention because Marvel doesn't really have standout scores mm -hmm. i am the same star wars um oh. specifically under the disney reign specifically okay. under the disney reign okay um and, and that makes sense and then i mean you you kind of said that with the recent shows right so i did not expect the mandalorian to have such an uh, you know such a theme as it did and so that took me by surprise and therefore, it was so interesting that it made the rest of the playlist uninteresting. <laughs> oh, boy. It was just too unique. You know what I mean? Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, obviously, there were some tracks that, that did stand out a bit. Hold, Again, hold on, hold on, hold on. The, for, yes. For those of you listening, here's what's on the TV mixtape. Oh, sorry. Wait, 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 wait. For those of you wondering, the New Jeans thing was New Jeans' second EP, Get Up. By the way, what's this mixtape, John? <laughs> Sorry, I just had to play your game. Okay. Well, <laughs> the mixtape is the Mandalorian theme song, the Walking Dead theme song, the theme from the Game of Thrones, setting up the air from Arrow, setting up the lair from Arrow, uh, the theme from Daredevil, the theme from Westworld, the theme from Constantine, the theme from Jessica Jones, Clara from Doctor Who. The Shepherd's Boy from Doctor Who. I am the Doctor from Doctor Who. 
and the 90s Flash TV series theme. So, like, yeah, yeah, the Mandalorian theme is such an interesting track. Really enjoyed that. Um, I think, like, I perked my ear a little bit about the Daredevil theme, where I'm like, that. I guess that just wasn't what I was expecting, but I don't know what I was expecting at the same time, you know? Okay. I guess, like, just... Everyone just talks about how dark and brooding the Daredevil show is. That the theme didn't strike me as dark and brooding as I expected it to be. Hmm. Um, Jessica Jones theme, again, as that is a show that I have interest in. I just thought that was interesting. Um, as it definitely kind of sounded like a track that leans into the mystery vibe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought that was interesting. The, the Doctor Who score tracks... Like, are great sounding score tracks, but that's all they are to me, just score tracks, you know? Um, yeah. No memories there... about the Walking Dead theme or anything? Walking Dead theme. Let me, okay. let me play that. It's well, stirring in its own right, but sure. I don't know. It just... I guess also with me, again, like, I almost have, like, Daredevil and Jessica Jones are, you know, shows that I have some interest of. Okay. And so I have no interest in The Walking Dead. So, yeah, is it a scoring little piece? It is. Sorry, stirring little piece it is. But also, I guess, just because I didn't have that much interest in watching the show, didn't mm-hmm. stand out that much. Okay. Um, I, I'm curious, actually, question. So you, you liked the first season of Westworld, right? The first season, yes. Yeah. So what's what's your thoughts about if I wanted to watch the first season of Westworld? What's your thoughts about that? I mean, I'll say that it'd be interesting, mm-hmm. but I'd I'd put caution because there's a heavy there's a lot of nudity in it. So there you go. Right, but also like gore, like how it's HBO, so I don't remember gore, but like it's very much possible. It's like fake gore. That I'm not there yet. I'm not there where it's gore. You know. Right. Yeah. I I don't think it's very gory, at least to my knowledge. Okay. I don't remember. It probably could be at bits, like. A little bit, but that's not what I remember from the series. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say, like, the composer, uh, Raymond Dwaldi, I don't know how to say his name, but the little bits of him that I heard him do, again, like, Westworld or Game of Thrones themes are, you know, I think that they there's a little bit of this distinctiveness to them. Again, he also scored Iron Man and Eternals. And so, like, there's a little bit of distinctiveness to them that I do appreciate. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. So I think there's a little more variety of instrumentation that he uses. So I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. He's pretty good. Yeah. So your favorite track, I'm assuming, is the Mandalorian one. Yeah, or at least a track that I was most intrigued by. We'll put okay. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh darn, why did I have to put it at the top? Yeah, why did you put it at the top? I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like that was the best opener to have. It was too good of an opener. 
Ah. Sorry. <laughs> I ruined my own thing. You ruined your own thing. Okay. Yeah, just, I like, I listened to the thing twice, and I'm like, man, this is so something in comparison to the rest of it. Well. Okay, out of curiosity, how many times did you listen to New Jeans EP? Twice? Once. Once, okay, that's fine. Once. So at least I listened to it twice. <laughs> I listened to it once this that's morning. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> I listened to it twice right before I called you, so we're basically even. We're even. Yeah. Or even, I think just as time goes on, just the more our tastes just become way too apparent. Sure. Especially yeah. as I watch all these movies that you don't care about. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I will say, okay, out of so like, uh, what would you rather? Uh, could I play a little? Would you rather? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather watch? A Will Ferrell comedy or a Good Burger? Probably Will Ferrell comedy. Okay. Because I know um, enough about Good Burger to not really care. Plus, yeah. Good Burger is originally a Nickelodeon TV show, I believe. Interesting. A sitcom TV show. So Would, would you rather watch a Will Ferrell comedy or Juno? Probably Will Ferrell. I have no, I have no idea what Juno is. Okay. Um... Listen, you... Anchorman has been on my radar for like a long time. I just haven't gotten around to it. Gotcha. Uh, would you rather? You would probably rather watch a Will Ferrell comedy over one of the Robert Eggers movie. So I assume, right? I I don't know much about them, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was just curious, like seeing where you are. I I like Will Ferrell. Okay. Will Ferrell enough. Like I've yeah. seen a couple. Kicking and Screaming was one that I enjoyed as a kid, so. Okay. Yeah, it's it's just interesting seeing, like, just as time goes on, just how different our tastes are. As time goes on. All mm. right, so here's my next mixtape. It's the Hard Times mixtape. So, in life, you know, We'll sometimes have a period of hard times or like, oh, we have like one standout moment. And sometimes to help yourself be comforted, you listen to different music or something. So this is my mixtape of music that comforted me during some hard times. And on this mixtape, yes, on this mixtape, we have five Bethel songs. Bethel music, mm-hmm. which are in over my head, you don't miss a thing, no longer slaves, <laughs> home and nearness. So, yeah, I listen to music from Bethel, but then like every church ever started doing their music on stage, and I was like, oh, <laughs> you're you're botching the song. Come on. Um, the rest of the track is March of the Resistance from Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, the Calling from The Fat Rat. I Go Looney from The Batman Killing Joke. Cold from Ruby. And a classical piece of music called Berkiuso Le Monde Gabriel Ferrer M74. So, okay, interesting. Yes. Very interesting concept. I'm excited, actually. A little, yes. you know, most of it's variety, somber. dare I say. But 
I love variety, dare I say. Yeah, um, a variety. Like, Bethel, like, I don't listen to a whole lot of this style of music much. Right. But, like, this, this was something that I was listening to a lot mm-hmm. during some hard times. So, there you go. Nice. Nice. Uh, I haven't made the playlist on YouTube yet. Okay. But your list is going to look like... So, again, these are my favorite songs from February. So, Honestly by Limelight. Uh, a cute little K-pop song. Cool. Uh, Immolation of Night by Invent 8. Uh, a little heavy song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liar by Paramore. A little light song. Uh, Poppy by Stacy. Uh, the Korean version. Because why listen to the Japanese version? Uh, you very much have the power to listen to the Japanese version. Because I think you like the Japanese a little more than the Koreans. What um, did I say? Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I will present to you uh, the Korean version. And if you so want to check out the Japanese version, you very much can. I will. And then a little song uh, by 5050 that you might have heard before. It's called Cupid. It was definitely everywhere and kind of still is everywhere. Um, it's still start charting high on the Hot 100, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked this song before it was viral. So that's my little claim to fame right there. Yeah. So I get that to you. And those will be your five songs. Listen, here's the thing. The New Jeans EP was six songs, but that was 12 minutes. So this playlist is, you know, five songs. It's probably going to be at least 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. you had it easy. You know that. You had it easy. The one of those freaking New Jeans songs wasn't even a minute long. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, my boy, all these Bethel songs are really long. <laughs> it's fine. Just provided they're distinct enough, which they probably won't be. <laughs> no. Like, at some point, they all sound the same. Right. Um, I am familiar with No Longer Slaves, so I might, like, skip that one in my initial listen, just to let the other ones stand out a little more. Yeah. No Longer Slaves, boy. Just, that's the one that, like, every church started doing, and I just yeah. hated, I hated them for that, because I just couldn't listen to the song anymore. Yeah. It was just overused, overplayed, and sorely, poorly sung. If I'm being <laughs> honest, it's like, no! Yeah. Don't sing that song! Stop it! No! No. But your list looks interesting for sure. So I'm kind of excited. So you, so do you like the fat rat? Yes. Yeah. I like I like some of his songs. Okay, so not some every. of them really stand out. So like I mainly know the fat rat from just uh, music videos, like fan music mm-hmm. videos. People just take his songs and just make a music video out mm-hmm. of it, and like because of that, I know the fat rat. I've known about the Fat Rat for a long time. Gotcha. Um, I might throw in an extra song for you for funsies. Uh, this song released last year. It's called... I don't remember what it's called. But it features a K-pop group called Everglow. So basically just on vocals. So mm-hmm. I might throw that in outside of the playlist just to see if you like the song or not. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Do you know the Fat Rat very well? Uh, just a couple of his songs, but more or less because of the two K-pop collaborations he's done. And then I had wow. a co-worker who really liked the Fat Rat. And so one time I went on a car ride with him, and he could not stop playing the Fat Rat. 
Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's my experience. Yes. Yes. Nice. Yes. Very nice. And Cold, was that a song that was in the playlist for Ruby? It was not. I was not. So, yeah. No, I specifically didn't add it because it's... It's not so much... It doesn't really work in part of the story. It was more like an homage to the creator of the show. Gotcha. So, like, I I try very hard not to have repeated songs Mm -hmm. in my playlist, so... I was... I'm talking to my roommate, and you'll probably hate me for saying this, even though I've said this to you before, but I'll say it again because I love saying it. I legitimately, one day, want to watch the Star Wars sequels. Yeah. And I legitimately want to hate The Force Awakens. I legitimately want to hate, uh, whatever, Rise of the Skywalker. Okay. I legitimately want to absolutely love The Last Jedi. I Why? hope I adore that movie to pieces. I hope I see it as a cinematic Star Wars masterpiece. I hope I can, if someone asks me, what's your favorite Star Wars movie? And I say, oh, I'm not huge on Star Wars, but I have two movies I really like. I really love Revenge of the Sith, but I also really love The Last Jedi. <laughs> Obviously, I don't hope that you hate anything, but, <laughs> like, I can't manage your expectations, and it's like, I can't give you anything either way. I just, uh, I just, <laughs> do what you want. Like, The Last Jedi is, like, my, uh, one of my friends' favorite Star Wars film, and I just, like, oh... Dude. Man, I'll be so happy if that ends up being one of my favorite Star Wars movies. (laughs) I legitimately want to love that movie. Okay, well, you probably might. (laughs) Because there are some people like, it spits in the name of Star Wars, and I'd be like, perfect. (laughs) I mean, pretty much the sequel trilogy just spits in the name of Star Wars in general. Which I'll just say, in general, it's a darn shame. It is a darn shame. Like, each one of them is, like, spitting on each other. Yeah. Like, Force Awakens spits on mm. the prequels. Last Jedi. I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I... Again, I keep talking about wanting to try to appreciate Star Wars more, but I don't know if I, I want to go through all the effort of re-watching stuff from Star Wars just to watch the sequel trilogy. So I might just end up watching the sequel trilogy one day. That's fair. Yeah, especially if they're so ostracized in the minds of other people. Why do must I have to build up to wa- watching them by rewatching the older stuff? Right, you know the older I mean? stuff mainly uh, you have to rewatch it for like other stuff, like the Disney Plus right. shows. The sequels right. are really the only ones that kind of stand by itself, where you can watch it without getting any context. Yeah. But then you watch the contest and it's like, wait a minute. Something doesn't add up here. Mm -hmm. That's fair. So maybe also in not rewatching the previous stuff, maybe that would cause me to like The Last Jedi even more. Probably. And I want to do everything in my will and power to absolutely love The Last Jedi. So much so that I'll be like, I must own this on 4K. Mm -hmm. 
That'd be so funny. Last Jedi, I think, is one that makes you like it on your first watch, but then you think about it, and then it's like, okay. No, I hope I think about it, and I like it even more. Well, that'll make me sad, but there's nothing I can do about it. What's the director's name again? Ryan Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, you have a job to do. That you've re- that you've already done, but who knows if you've completed it successfully? Ryan Johnson, I pray that you've made a Star Wars movie that I'll actually love next to Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Am I making you die inside? No. <laughs> no. Like we'll see once you actually ever watch those films. We'll see what you think. You know what? I've I've been I've mentioned it a few times with my roommate to the point where I'm like I really want to watch them just to spite in the face of fans. So I feel like it's gonna happen at some point. <sighs> I don't doubt it. But you know, if you ever want to understand a little bit about like Batman stuff, watch my new video where I break <laughs> the different Batman appearances. Up to 2020, because that was when I made the ranking. Oh, why, why, why didn't you, you include, you know, after that? Because I made the list back in 2020. That's when I intended to make it, but I didn't. So instead of going through the effort of redoing the... You just I, rewatched the Patterson one! So here's the thing. I built that tier maker by myself. I built that. And, like, in order to add them, I have to redo the whole thing. I don't have the original files I made to build that, so I had to redo everything. I don't want to do that. Like, that video would probably never come out if I had to do that. So I just sacrificed three years of films. I made a mention in it in the video. But, like, I didn't add this. But if I did, I put it here. That's what I said. Okay? Okay. You're a silly little man. Yeah, it's ten minutes long. Don't yell at me, John. No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> oh, oh, you want me do to you, say it? Do you have fifteen dollars on you? I might, <laughs> but do you? I'm broke. No, uh... exactly. <laughs> That's the, that's what I was kind of gonna lean into. I was gonna be like, "Who has a job, me right. or you?" Here's the thing. <laughs> I have I have money saved up. Yeah, I know you do. I, I I I was just saying that like you're the one who doesn't have a job. You could easily remake here to me. It doesn't. Who does have a job and is working my cheeks off? That's <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. I I don't know. I just I guess like. I'm still a little surprised you didn't update it, but at least you made mention of it. But oh, yeah, no. Uh, did the Flash ruin your ranking? No. Why? I don't know. Maybe they fatherlessed some Batman appearances in it. I didn't even think about the Flash when doing the list. In fact. Had I even watched The Flash when I recorded the video? I don't think I did. Okay. Do you think it would have affected it a bit? 
No. 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 Because, like, really, it's just, like, the original appearance is what I focused on. Okay. That makes a little more sense, except the fact that why didn't you add Addison? <laughs> Don't worry. Okay, I have a question. Yes. So you dove into Batman and Bruce Wayne, or just Batman? Just Batman. Okay. Yeah, no, Bruce Wayne I didn't really talk about because there's more Batman than Bruce Wayne. Okay, so... Not every Batman does Bruce Wayne. Since you didn't really have it in your list, I'll just ask this question. Does Pattinson rank pretty high or pretty low or pretty mid in your list? So as a Batman, I'd say he's pretty high. As a Bruce Wayne, okay. pretty mid or low. Yeah, I'd agree. But I, I couldn't take him seriously as Bruce Wayne. And I already had a hard enough time taking him seriously as Batman. And it has nothing to do about him being Pattinson. It's just other elements. The of direction the of the character, which hopefully... Honestly, even the writing. If they if they follow the story that I think they're doing, he's going to uh-huh. be a much better Bruce Wayne in the next film mm. as a character arc. So I, we talked about it before, but I've not seen a lot of mystery movies, mm-hmm. stories even, and so I could not take the mis the detective part of Batman seriously in the Batman. Yeah, it was goofy to me. It was I couldn't take it seriously. I'm like it. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense to me. It's most of Batman. Yeah. All we like, see in the movies is just the action part of it. Right. So. So, yeah. So, that was hard to take seriously. Oh, okay. And then and then also him as, we're going to go that way. Bruce Wayne, uh, just, there wasn't enough to really develop him as Bruce Wayne, but also the little bit I did see, I couldn't take it seriously. Now, if you were to want me to do a, a tier list video on a different character, what character would you want me to do? Well, what other character has had a lot of other appearances in media except for Superman? You know what I mean? Right. I can't think of any others. You know what I mean? Um, well, Joker is another. But, but it's like, basically just... not just DC, but like Marvel as well. Well, that's the thing. Marvel, we've not had enough iterations. Unless you're going to go into the comics. I'm sorry, not comics. Cartoons. You know what I mean? I mean, I went Maybe. to the cartoons for the Batman one as well. So, Right. So I guess like if you dove into X-Men stuff, you know what I mean? Because those have more varying appearances, it feels like, than other characters. Besides Spider-Man. Spider-Man you know? is the most. Has the most. Right. So that's probably the, the, only, the main one I could do. Right. Well, I will say, kind of thinking about it a little, I've seen three versions of Professor X. Uh, the, the 90s cartoon and our two live-action Professor Xs. Right, okay. And there are three different iterations. They're, they're not alike. And so that would be an interesting one because they're just different takes. <laughs> yes. And I bet other ones have different takes. Obviously, they're all Professor X, so they're similar in ways, but they're also just different from what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Yes. Another point of order that's not something I was active on, but, like, all of the 
Pony episodes that I had edited and re-uploaded. They're all uploaded now. So that was something that happened. I scheduled them all months ago to upload one a day, so they're done now. And the most recent ones got some decent views, so that's nice. That's nice. Any new subscribers? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) I haven't been looking at the analytics for that. It's Mm -hmm. just... It's just it's just what it is. But like I'm glad that the those ones got something. Cuz those were the ones that weren't on YouTube originally. Mhm. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Oh <laughs> boy. Oh. <laughs> so, our our the benching Barbie podcast. I found a review of our podcast. Oh. Um, on Apple Podcasts, and it's like, <laughs> oh boy, it's something like not most. Uh, there's three reviews that we have in total. They're not positive. One is that these dudes should not be hosting a podcast. <laughs> but one actually was very specific, and I, I applaud them for that. And it's like, okay, the pacing is slow. There's very long, dramatic pauses. I agree, but I was under the impression that we were editing those out, so <laughs> I guess, you know. I guess much. he didn't edit them. No. He told me, it's like, it's too much work. I'm like, I agree, it's too much work, but still. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you're going to put in the effort to do a podcast, and especially a podcast like that, put in the effort. Right. So, like, he wants to hire an editor one day. Which would probably help with that, but okay. But here's the thing: either you build an audience now, or you don't get, or you have less of an audience later. Yeah, we have a decent audience right now, so there's that. But yeah, that's good, good constructive criticism that we've we're been given here. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, his note what? on me, his note on me though, is John's cadence is much better. But he doesn't. He definitely doesn't have as much airtime, because he does most of the talking. Mm-hmm. I sit there and respond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the complete opposite of this podcast, where I'm doing, I'm talking, hosting, and mm-hmm. like there, I'm listening for the most part. Right. It's, it's interesting. It's interesting how our dynamics are between the two of us. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I think about this podcast and I see this more as a way that I can talk to you and for doing this for the public. And sometimes I have second thoughts about this being public. You know what I mean? This is a terrible podcast, if I'm being honest. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, I, I like doing it with us. I like doing it for us. Yes. But there's definitely moments where I'm like, I kind of don't like that this is public. How do you feel about that? Because here's the thing. I think one thing I think about myself is kind of beyond my opinions evolving and changing is the fact that, you know, not that I've said, I've I've probably spouted some uh, incorrect um, facts or thought processes yeah 
Um, and I and I remember there was this one time uh, there was this band that was releasing an album. So I did a reaction to the first single, and then I did a reaction to another single. The first single, I didn't have a very positive reaction. Then in a later video, I mentioned the song and I had a more positive approach to the song because I let it grow on me, right? And the person commented and said, but I thought you didn't like the song. Well, buddy, opinions change and evolve. But unfortunately, with the internet, you know, we just take some things at face value and don't accept the people evolve and change. And so sometimes right. I think about like, myself on this podcast i'm like no i'm not the same person i was when we started this and even now i'm gonna look back on some of the things i've said what i said today i'm gonna be like dang it why did i say that you know mm -hmm. yeah speaking of people saying things coming up from the past james gunn once again old <laughs> tweets are being brought up this time actually facebook comments okay this time talking about batman movies uh, the two notable ones were he talked about the 89 Batman movie and the Nolan trilogy, at least the first two, in that he did not like the, either of those films. So uh, I saw headlines. I did not see details. So could you give me details? Details, he said that they were terrible movies. So even the Nolan yes. stuff? Yes. Why... He's, I think he said the Nolan one was a boring or something. He's, he's boring. Um, I, <laughs> which, which made people really concerned about like the DC, the future. It's like, oh, really? And that's his opinion on like what most people regard as the best. Like, oh, okay. I think, first off, from the little bit I saw, he's very harsh with his opinions. Um, yeah, I'll I'll say a few things. First off, I saw a joke on Twitter. They're like, "Oh, no wonder he loved the Flash so much because Keaton died in it." <laughs> I'm like, "That's funny." Okay. Um, but I'll say if if he feels like he can do better, then it makes me really intrigued of what he would do with Batman. Sure. Um, in his DC, and I think at on that. I want to see what he's going to do. I want to give him a chance on that. But at the same time, it's really interesting how, I don't know, I don't hate the Keaton Batman movie. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. And definitely, again, I'm, I don't have as strong an opinion as he does. And I have another friend who really few friends who don't like the Keaton Batman. I'm like, I don't understand why you guys hate it so much. Like, yeah, it, it's not what, it's not a conventional take on Batman, but it's not a bad movie. It's an interesting movie for sure, but I've seen worse. And I don't, I personally don't understand it too much. Um, why, why there's so much hate? I think, I don't know. Like, I feel like some people who hate it, I don't feel like they have enough reasons. And, you know, I'm one to talk for one who always craps on Star Wars, even though I probably mm -hmm. I feel like I've said enough things on this podcast that people so choose to listen to it that I've documented some of my reasons. Um, but like. I think 
what one friend who loves DC, he like it, for him, it's just such a different take on Batman. One he, thing he loves about the Matt Reeves Pattinson Batman is that Batman is a symbol of hope or whatever. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But like, at the end of the day, like, often, like, how I've seen Batman a lot is a vigilante. Again, like, we've seen Batman versus Superman, and said friend loves Snyder. So, like, you know, that that man doesn't necessarily represent hope in a way. Um, and I don't know. Just, I've just not seen... I've not looked into it a lot, especially being an older movie, so I'd have to dig into it. But I don't mm-hmm. feel like I've seen enough critic enough criticism for me to understand why some people don't like it, you know? Sure. If you're just gonna say it's terrible, that's not enough for me to go off of and understand what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're if you're to say the Keaton Batman movie is boring, okay. That's at least a little more descriptive, at least on Gunn's part. But it seems like you were referring more to Nolan being boring, which Dark Knight, I don't know how you call that boring. I can see why you might not like the movie. Um, again, I want more reasons than just I don't like it. But sure. boring is a little surprising to me. Batman Begins, I could see that more. But not Dark Knight. Dark Knight has pretty solid pacing. Yeah, well, we'll just have to see when the thing finally comes out. Yeah, which will probably be in 10 years at this point. Right, and we'll see how DC reacts. The big question is, like, will it even do well? That's the big question. Yeah, what what would you think about that? Like, like I want to hear your thoughts about, like, the box office stuff with DC right now. See, like, I don't know if it will do well. Like, Hopefully it's a good movie, and people will see it. Like, I'm pr- the Batman did decent. Like, people went and saw the it. Batman did well. Let's be it honest. did well. Yeah, people saw it because people were saying it's a good film, and generally it is a good film. So, if something is good, people will see it. People are watching Oppenheimer. People definitely watch Barbie, but that's like for different reasons. Um, but yeah. No, like, if it's a good film, people will see it. If it's just decent, it's probably not going to be as achievable. And, like, DC has a terrible track record. It's like, if one or even two films bomb, then they rebrand everything again. Especially under Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. So, with, so, one note is that Oppenheimer is Nolan's highest grossing non-Batman film. Surpassing Inception. It's insane. Yes. It's insane. It's incredible. It's insane. It's wild. I think, okay, so going back to the gun thing, the reason why people are concerned is because a lot of his film plans are like very obscure characters. Mm-hmm. People have no idea and probably never going to see. Blue Beetle didn't do well, but Blue Beetle arguably is much more recognizable than any of those characters that he's doing a film on. So, uh, maybe, like, just the James Gunn name will get people to see it, but, uh, I don't know. I, I don't feel like his 
obscure character films are going to do as good. Yeah, he has a better chance of doing better in Marvel with that than DC, in my opinion. Um, I don't have much of an opinion except to say, let's see how well Superman does. And the Batman movie better have Batman in the name. Because right now it's just the Brave and the Bold, but it has to be at least Batman, the Brave and the Bold. I mean, the, uh, the Brave and the Bold is a Batman title. Yeah, well, here's the thing. Think about general audiences. Put Batman in the name. It's not that hard. Like, uh, screw the comic nerds. Put Batman in, you know what I mean? I know. But yeah, are, he may they're... be on the poster, but he was on the poster to Flash, okay? that You put his name in the movie title. There's like the... already a thing called Batman the Brave and the Bold. It's a cartoon. So they probably don't want to have the same name, even though they I did the Batman. I don't know. How many Batman. cartoons... How many cartoons have we had with the name Spider-Man? Not to mention movies. A lot. Uh, yeah, we can do it again. But should we? Should we? Uh, that's a different question. I, I, I'd be fine if it was just the Brave and the Bold. I'm just saying, like... You can't just think about your DC nerds. You want your movies to do commercially well. You you let people know that this is a Batman movie. Because, honestly, if I see Batman and Robin on the cover, and it's just a Brave and the Bullet, and I don't know that much about DC, and I, especially after seeing The Flash, I don't well, know if it's a Batman movie. Well, The Dark Knight doesn't have Batman in the title. But also, that had a prequel. Batman Begins. Sure. This this Brave and the Bold doesn't. So, I mean, that is a fair point. I will say that. But also, like, I will say also there, to kind of throw in a little argument, is also, like, many posters I've seen of The Dark Knight is simply Batman undercover. Well, Brave and the Bold is probably going to have some Robin character figure on it probably yeah yeah so i don't know you know what i could be very much wrong but i do feel like there's i think right now dc needs maximize profitability and i think that one little thing can just help maximize it a little bit you know sure because again warner brothers is so in the dumps right now like just just maximize it 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 i don't in my opinion yeah, the movie's not coming for another four years or something, but still. I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. I'm really curious how well or not well the upcoming Superman movie is going to do. We'll see. If, if it doesn't do well, what do you think should happen? Uh... Probably just lower the budget and just see what the next film does. Yeah, that's probably smart. Lower budgets. Yeah, uh, no, I, I I do think that would be something really interesting to see and experiment with. Just just lower budgets. Like, just I understand it's a superhero <clears throat> movie, so there's more CGI involved or whatever. Right. But, but lower the budgets. Just lower the budgets. 
yeah, lower their budget and have so much focus on pre-production. Yes. Because that will save you so much money and time. Like, Christopher Nolan has got everything down spat. Like, he knows exactly what he's filming and what day. Yep. Like, everything's queued up. And it's like, he doesn't do ADR reshoots. He's like, everything is done. And it, it shows in his film, like, the amount of thought he puts into everything. Mm-hmm. So, Nito. But yeah, hopefully, I think Superman would do decent. Because it's been a long time that we've had a Superman movie, just Superman. Right. So, people... And what, that the movie's currently due for 25, so it'll be 12 years at that point, right? Oh, yeah. Since Man of Steel. Since Man of Steel, like, not not counting Batman v Superman or Justice League. Right. It's been a long time since we've had a Superman film. Not in animation. Right. So. It's about time. Oh, no, man. Like, I. I'll watch it when it hits max. <laughs> I'll say that. Hey, if if people say it's so good, I'll think about seeing it in theaters. But. I don't know. I don't care enough. You know? I'll watch the trailer. Based on that, I'll think about seeing it in theaters or not. Mm-hmm. However, the movie I will consider seeing in theaters is Supergirl. Because I'm very intrigued with the story he chose for it. So, mm-hmm. And then who knows, maybe my core tolerance will be a little higher by then. Yes. Which it probably Make, will. Makes you want to start watching Supergirl content. <laughs> so... I'm I'm very intrigued by the Supergirl movie. Mm-hmm. But other things, not interested. Yeah. I'm I don't that remember interested. it's coming out anymore. You know? Yeah, I'm just... Like, again, I'm watching things with my roommate. There's so many things we want to watch. You know, I have a whole list of things on Paramount+. Plus. You gave me a list of things to watch. There's a lot of TV shows we want to watch that we haven't hit yet. There's a lot of Korean content we want to watch that we haven't hit yet. Heck, you there's stuff on YouTube that we want to watch that we haven't watched. There's so much stuff we want to watch. And honestly, I'm okay if things are delayed at this point because there's so much I want to watch. Sure. So maybe you could expand your mind a little bit. And, huh? and yeah. Expand my mind? Expand your mind. What? Is your mom still home? No, I don't know. She's she's with my grandparents right now, but is she coming home at some point? Yeah. Soundtrack number one on Disney Plus. No, you suck. I suck. Yes, I I have to know something about what I'm watching. It's a cute little romance four episode miniseries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So your mom will love it. I'm and sure I she would. It. So yeah. you right now, you. right now, I'm getting into Battlestar Galactica, the original 60s oh, show. Oh, how's that been? We watched the first episode. It's too long. But how long is it? So the first episode is like two, two and a half hours, and it really feels like three episodes put together. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the normal show is about like uh, forty to an hour minutes. Gotcha. So it's like. 
it's like a a lower budget Star Wars, but it's <laughs> like the, the effects are really decent. They have aged mm. so well. I'd argue much better than what we have today for TV. So good on them. I'm intrigued enough. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it. I bought the DVD. Why yeah, not? yeah, you watch it. I'm just going back in time watching older things because I'm not really interested in what's coming out now. So Yeah. That's how I am. But you very much could watch soundtrack number one on Disney+. Plus. I doubt it. Because it's good. See, okay, you mentioned that. Okay, now it's on my radar. But I'll probably not get to it for another 10, 20 years. Boo. Because Battlestar Battlestar Galacta... I've been wanting to watch this for like uh, 10, 20 years, actually. Do you know what's going to happen in 10, 20 years? Disney's going to be like, oh, we have to cut costs. We want to pay residuals. So right. they'll take it off Disney Plus, And I'll be a sad little boy because my good friend John was a silly little guy and did not watch soundtrack number one. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, that'll be the one regret in your life. <laughs> for, old, for old men filled with regret we're like yep. reminiscing is like oh john i hate you so much we <laughs> didn't watch soundtrack number one when we're still on yeah. disney plus for like an, a year and if it's life run i'll be like yep no Bro, regrets okay i swear <laughs> that's something i really need to have a blu-ray release please lord please let it happen I'll be so happy if it does happen. So the show is called Soundtrack Number One, right? Yes. Let me look it up. I'm gonna look it up just for you. Oh, thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Soundtrack Number One, Disney mm-hmm. Plus. Four episodes. When did it come out? Last year. Okay. Let me read let me read the description. <laughs> read it out loud. Unsu is asked to write lyrics for a song for a famous composer, but her lyrics lack emotions of unrequited love and is therefore rejected. Okay. One day Unsu finds out that Sunwoo has a crush on someone. She asks Sunwoo to help her with her lyrics while he lives at her house. Oh okay. Who is the one that Sunfu falls in love with? When did their story begin? I thought, what? When did it begin? Probably when they met. Okay. Thoughts on the synopsis? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it feels like you're every single rom-com romantic yeah, here's, thing here's the thing like oh they're living in the same house oh what's gonna happen will they won't they it's four episodes so something's gonna happen i'll say this i think it's like tvpg or something so a doll's dream unrequited love i love you my heart aches to think of you <laughs> i'll just say it just hits different you know you know, <laughs> and if your mom's like, I don't want to watch The Flash again, you can be like, well, there's this one thing Christopher likes. And your mom will be like, oh, I remember Christopher. Is this in English? Uh, no, 
Why uh, would it be? No, there is a dub, but why would you watch the dub? You know, there's something called... See, subtitles. like, with my mom, like, she's not going to want to watch subtitles. Okay, here, maybe I should go visit, and I'll be like, oh, do you know what we should, we should watch? And she'll watch it because I'm there. No. I don't, <laughs> I don't think she'd be into... No. If, if I visit, I want to give it a try. <laughs> I have to try. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. You have to try. I have to try. You do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay. Well, that is interesting. I'll forget about that for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be excited 10 years from now mm -hmm. when I finally watch it. And I give it a mid review. But <laughs> well, you know what I should do? What? I could pull a little bit of a power move on you, as yeah. they call it, you know? I could make you listen to the soundtrack. Do you know what a power move would be? What would a power move be? A deal. Oh, what deal? A deal would be. You watch this, and I... Sorry, I watch this, you watch something else. Oh, what is this something else? I don't know. But, like, if you're so interested in me doing stuff like this, uh -huh. you know, give and get, you know? I, you have yeah. to watch something, I have to watch something. Right, that's fair. You know? So... Yeah. I'll say, like, I think soundtrack number one is one of those things that just, I just really enjoy, but I also understand and expect not everyone else is going to love it like honestly i if there's something i really want you to watch it'd be what's up doc like that's something i really want you to see right but it's not convenient right now right soundtrack one's a little more convenient and so that's why i was pressing on it a little more um uh-huh yeah yeah but anyway anyway anything else major for us to discuss um no, I again with movie news, like it's, it's just full of delays right now, and there's little things here and there, but I don't care enough right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next time. Bye.